You're right. It probably it'll be point of discussion all over the place by a bunch of morons. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Thursday, July fifteenth, two thousand ten. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode two one seven. This is no agenda. The best bookies in the business. And coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, here in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. There's no oil in the San Francisco Bay. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. In the morning to you, John. In the morning to everybody, and in the morning to you, and in the morning to the ships at sea. And to all the human resources listening to us live now at noagendastream.com and in the chat room at noagendachat.com. Hello, human resources. Are you nice and charged? Your government needs you today. <laughs> Yowza. Hey, man, I, I was mentioning on the pre-stream there before we got started that we actually have not spoken with each other since Sunday's show, and that's great. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Last night, I went to bed. I was actually excited. Oh, I get to do the show tomorrow. I get to talk to John. You know, it's, it's like nice. So I thought you had to get up early and pick up your daughter. No, that was yesterday. Yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, and to- you haven't got the... Oh, so you went and picked her up. They lost her luggage, and you haven't gotten it back yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it usually comes within 24 hours. Well, it's not 24. It's like now it's 12 hours. It's not quite 24 hours yet. What? airline klm but unfortunately the the baggage handling in the u.s side because they're now a big consortium with air france and northwest uh it's handled by delta so that's no oh, I, delta i hate delta yeah it doesn't sound really uh, positive but um they 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 were able to track it down that it actually what it was on the plane and they know what bin number it was in so that's uh that's a positive and they say, well, maybe someone uh, took it off the uh, the belt and took it home by mistake, and mm. uh, and like, and you know, Christina's like, Dad, it was twenty nine kilos. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> like I don't think, and, and you know, people can make a mistake with a bag based upon what it looks like, but not when you pick it up and you're like, That's not my. So it bag. had twenty nine <laughs> kilos of dope in it, huh? <laughs> poppies, my friend, nothing but poppies. No, it's shoes. Shoes. Well, she's here for two weeks, and you know, and she's uh, she needs a. a a young woman needs her outfits, man. Here's what the irony is. Mm. Now, I, there's a couple of things possible. One, there was no baggage, and you're going to have to buy her all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> I Actually, I already offered that. She said, no, 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 this is my collection. This is my cool stuff. No, no, she, uh, no, that's not it. So what's the other one? Well, that was the other one, too. Mm. <laughs> um, John, even though it's been like four days now, I do think we need to just stop briefly and uh, and just say uh, we got it right on the World Cup. We are the best bookies in the business. You can count on us. Yeah. No, we we nailed it. The the the, the joke of it was we finally agreed on what was going to happen and why. Well, I'll, I pretty I'll, much got it right to the right to the very end. But you beat me eventually because you actually nailed the score because I was thinking the scores. And I thought the way they were going, they were going to run up the score, but they couldn't get a goal. And so it, it turns out that uh, we got the whole scenario figured out accurately. And you actually had the score. You could have cleaned up. You know, what? what's interesting is now that I was watching, because, I mean, I don't think you or I, either of us watched any games. I think I watched a little bit of USA, and I saw the last five minutes of, uh, of Holland, the semifinals. But three more than three weeks before the final, I said, look, Spain, and it's because it's fixed. 
and because uh, Spain is in the biggest disarray right now and they need to win so that the slaves don't revolt. And uh, that was the only theory based on nothing else and uh, no proof of anything, just a theory. Uh, now, I will point out that Spain, by the way, I learned later, they were the uh, European champions. So they were not like a sucky team. But I was wondering. No, none of the teams were, no. except the U.S. were so, well, there was a no, couple. No, they weren't that bad. But I was thinking, how do they, how do they fix these games? And now I figured it out. Because, you know, it's, it's with these uh, yellow cards. So when you have one yellow card, if you commit another foul, then uh, two yellows equals a red and you get kicked off. And so, uh, I mean, come on, De Jong, the, the Dutch guy who karate kicked Bruce Lee, the, the, the Spanish player. I mean, I think there were some players that possibly could have been committing fouls on purpose. The ref, who's an English ref, Former police officer, you know, he maybe I think it was the most yellow, the most penalty cards ever, or foul cards ever um, in in a World Cup game. Uh, so he was handing them out like candy, left and right. And of course, you know, the minute that happens, then everyone has to slow down because you can't have your good players, um, you know, getting kicked off of the field because when you're off, then you play with with a guy less. So people are drawing fouls, people are committing fouls. That's a very easy way to to fix the game. And as it went on, I was like, you know, what's going to happen? And in fact, I even called you. I did call you during the game. I said someone's going to get kicked off the field, and it happened almost as I said in overtime. Um, and at that point, the Spanish, you know, they almost had nothing to lose but to go and try and and and, and get the goal and not go into penalty kicks uh, uh, for sudden death. So the whole thing was almost playbook the way it looked to me. Playbook. Yeah, yeah. If I was a, uh, a fan Ryan. of that game after uh, after listening to us mm-hmm. and watching that game, I would n- I would <laughs> never trust watch it again. I would trust that game. And and the funny thing is, another part of the prediction kind of came true because the Netherlands, you know, hey, this is the third time they've um, they've lost the final game in the World Cup. First time 74, second time 78, I think. Uh, and they came close in, God, I don't know, 84. I, I really don't know all the stats, but I think it's the third time. And they lost, and immediately... All the good trained slaves of Gitmo Nation Lowlands turned around and said, well, you know what? We were second. That wasn't bad. Yay for us. We're second. And it's like everyone's celebrating their second. Yeah, I was watching uh, the news report and I, th- I was looking at the uh, some report. And I said, oh, it must be Queen's Day Yeah, in the Netherlands because I'm seeing all these people stacked up around those canals. And then I, and then I realized it was a, it was their celebration of their second place team. They throw stuff at our teams when they come in second. <laughs> Dude, we riot when we win. <laughs> I did get a, a couple of notes from people saying, you know, I, I wasn't really on board with you guys, but now that I saw what happened, you know, I've got to question the New Orleans Saints winning the uh, Super Bowl. Of course, uh, that came on the heels of uh, Katrina. You know, was that the reason why was that game fixed? And then, you know, the- well, that's a I, the guy said that. I saw that note and I, I said, look, it was the best. I mean, what do you think? It was a feel-good story. It was a story. Cinderella it, it, story. People were talking yeah. about it. it was a Cinderella story. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like a fairy tale. Hmm. It was a fairy tale. There you go. Literally. <laughs> An actual fairy tale. Oh, it's amazing. So uh, I think we should continue to do this, John. I think we should. Uh, and we could actually make some real money if we, uh, if we, if we. Well, we just need to get in, in with one of the sports books and we can bet. Yes, yeah, so we just need to. St- well, Man, in, in Gitmo Nation East in the UK, you can walk in any corner store almost and bet. It's amazing out there. Yeah, that's why they, that's why they, you rig it. 
It's awesome. I don't know what next big thing is. Uh, Who knows? It's going to come up that it would be obviously fixed because some of these things are just it's not you're not going to see it happen or they're or they're going to be rigged in such a way that it's like point shaving or something it's unless you actually know in advance but when you have these feel good stories that show up yeah you, you got to question them that's the one i think you got to uh, bet on and psychic uh, paul the octopus now that he knows we're on the scene he's retired they've taken him out of he's, they've decommissioned him he's no longer in the business of predicting he's like, they should have a little sign noagendashow.com he on, should. On his tank. It's like, just go to those guys. They know what's going on. It was rigged. Find out who those guys are that were doing that, and you're going to find the the guys you want to stay in touch with. Yeah. Hey, do we have any um, supporters of this show? Anyone uh, show their love for us? Any producers? Yeah, we do. Uh, not you mention it. Uh, we have one executive producer, one associate. Okay. And unfortunately, I don't have the spreadsheet up, so hang on. Hey, you know, somebody wrote us and said they want us to uh, talk more about wine and food. No, that's not true. Um, that's preliminary results of the No Agenda survey. That's where that came from. And apparently the science is in that people want us to talk more about wine and food. Okay. Uh, but, you know. Hmm. I, I ate yesterday. Yeah, me too. Okay, good. <laughs> I think that covers it. We're done. <laughs> All right. I'm seeing uh, one uh, one executive producer. Yeah, our executive. That- well, we have uh, our old buddy who's been contributing more than his share of uh, money to the show. He's actually our probably our primary our, our patron. Big, yeah, our primary patron. Nice one. Uh, Stephen Pelsmachers in yes. Belgium uh, gave 29544. Uh, he's working on his third knighthood. He's donated uh, one to his colleague. Uh, he may give probably this one to his kids, he says. But he also does a job of giving us a lot of news tips. A lot of are, great, yeah, great information. Some of the stuff is really obscure, which is what we, you know, rely on. So uh, he's and- our executive producer. And associate executive producer is C.G. Mayer. Uh, $200. Is it, is it Mayer or Meyer? It could be Meyer. I think it's, it's Meyer. Meyer. Uh, Mount Gambier, um, South Australia. He uh, he doesn't want us to mention this whole all this stuff on the uh, show. Yeah, we, we'll talk about that. We, he, we'll just communicate. We have to, that we have with to him talk to him personally. privately. But anyway, he uh, gave us two hundred dollars. And anybody who wants to become an executive producer in weeks like this, where we have a shortfall, you might uh, go to dvorak dot org slash na or the. Uh, main website, which is the uh, noagendashow.com. And there's also uh, channeldvorak.com slash NA, and you can uh, help us out. And I'd so like, anyway, congratulations to uh, our new uh, producers. And I'd like to uh, call out Chad Yost, Yost or Yost, uh, as a PR associate for this episode. And we'll talk about a couple other great initiatives that are taking place uh, later on when we talk about uh, more supporters of the show. Uh, Chad has uh, made up decals for uh, one of these multiplayer games, and I think this is a pretty good idea. You saw this it is as a great well, idea. Yeah. Um, this is for Forza Motorsport Three, and uh, this is a, a multiplayer online game. You can race against each other, and he's made a number of decals available. So we're actually so it's a, a kind of cool way we're sponsoring uh, virtual racing teams. 
with I think we get virtual blowjobs from the virtual uh, pit lane girls as well. But, yeah. <laughs> but we got it. Oh, by the way, that makes a virtual mess. That's, but. Yeah, that's one thing we lost out on. Uh, as as happy as I was about Spain and, and being right about our prediction, of course, we lost out on Team BJ from Bobby Eden. That kind of sucked. Oh, yeah. It didn't suck, actually. Yeah, I think I'm bailing out from following her now. It, it was set up. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs> Unfollow. Unfollow. Uh, well, what a gimmick. We'd like to thank... Uh, oh, by the way, I'll have links to the decals in the show notes at noagendashow.com under PR Associate. And, of course, we want to thank Sir Stephen Pelsmachers, and I spelled his name correctly this time in the show notes. Uh, from time to time, it's, it's an A-E thing, which is kind of weird. And our associate executive producer, C.G. Meyer, you guys can put this credit on your resume, Sir Stephen. You know that, of course, C.G. Um, give it a whirl, man. This thing has been known to uh, be recognized internationally as a real media credit. The rest of you out there need to go out and do something very important. Propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it with me now. Shut up, John, I have exciting news. I think we can save a life once again here on the No Agenda Show. Somebody else is taking one of these crazy drugs. Yeah, I would, first of all, I have to hit the jingle because it does fall under the category. And now, back to real news. So the airwaves are polluted everywhere. Polluted, I tell you, with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, uh, who has been uh, clearly set up by this uh, this Russian woman, uh, yeah. And by the way, she's been married. This is uh, her, I think, her third husband, but fifth, almost like marriage. As she was mar- she was with Timothy Dalton, the James Bond guy, and uh, she had a kid with him. And you know, she got out of Russia by uh, it's just it's weird. Uh, I, I think I think Mel actually may be onto something here that she's a gold digger. And the fact that she didn't go to the cops for being abused, but went to Radar Online is kind of suspect, to say the least. But, um, you know, uh, our, uh, our, our female producer, uh, the Pod Bay Door? Yeah. With the, with the huge gazambas? Yeah, the big uh, topped girl. Right. So she says, Adam, listen to this. Listen to this little bit of the tape. So, warning, warning, not entirely safe for work. I tried to clip out as much as I could, but I'm not going to beep it like, uh, like everybody else. Uh, listen to what Mel is actually saying in this little snippet of one of the hours of phone calls, apparently, that his, uh, his, the, the mother of his child, as they call her, um, has taped. Listen closely to what he says, uh, John. Every consideration you no. rejected, you I'm will sorry. never be happy. Fuck you. Um, Get the fuck away from me. But my daughter is important. All right? Now, you have one more chance. Hold on, are you hearing that, John? Yeah, yeah, barely. But it sounds like the wait, movie. Wait, wait a minute, something that something must be wrong here. Hold on a second. Why am I? I don't know if that's registering. Is that? Yeah, it is. Okay, that's weird. Hold on, let me just check here. What are you doing? Well, it's. I'm, I want. I, I don't know. Can people on the? I don't know if everyone can hear it. So something seems wrong with my setup here for some reason. Oh, well, I can hear it. Hold on. Let me just double check. It's it's worth checking for a moment. Needs a little filtering. 
Well, that's well, that's because he's on the phone here. Hold on, let me, let me double check. Oh, here it is. Okay, I see what I was doing wrong. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, let's try it. I'm just going to... You get the general gist, but let's just pull it back a couple seconds, because here it comes. Did you hear it? No, what? Listen to what he says. Listen very carefully. You make me want to smoke, you... Do you hear it? You want to smoke? Yeah, the guy's on Shantix. It's obvious. He's quit smoking and he's saying, You make me want to smoke. Oh, that's interesting. He's on Shantix. He's freaking out. I mean, no wonder the guy's freaking out. He's on Shantix. I guarantee you Mel Gibson is on Chantix and he's got to, he's immediately needs to stop and he needs to smoke. He needs to light up because he's freaking out. He's, something bad is really going to happen. Someone needs to get to Mel and tell him to smoke and stop the Chantix. That's the only way out for him because if you listen to these tapes, the guy is like, he's beside himself. And we have had, how many people have emailed us, John, about Dozens. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is exactly the behavior. And, and you're just, just out of his mind. Out of his mind. Well, hopefully somebody who listens to the show in Hollywood, uh, you know, it can't be more than three things removed from Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there must be only a couple degrees of separation. I agree. But yeah, I mean, someone needs to reach out and just say, hey, Mel, man, are you on Chantix by any chance? If he is, make him stop immediately. The guy is, he's, it's some, this will end bad. This, you know, Chantix has ended in murders, in suicides. Um, and general disarray of people's lives. Save Mel. Smoke, 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 Mel, smoke. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you, it sounded like the script from one of his movies. Yeah, and I thought that too, because I did that. Bye, baby. Enjoy. Because it sounds almost like word for word from that crazy movie. Give me back my, my son. Ch- yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that could also just be, you know, the lines just popping up in his head again. But the guy well, yeah, is... Yeah, especially if he's, if he's a walking dead with the Shantix With the Shantix. Uh, I mean, so seriously, I, I really have a feeling. And he only quit a little while ago. This is not, you know, there was... He even said, because um, I, I was looking through some interviews, you know, the first day that I quit, I was like an axe murderer. The second day, you didn't want me around uh, power tools, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know if maybe... It, Mel is not... He's no stranger to uh, medical enhancement and better living through biology. Uh, that we know. So I, I can easily see where, where one of these Hollywood doctors would have said, Hey, Mel, man, you know, just take this Chantix. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And then he flips out. And then, of course, add to that, that this woman probably is a horrible person and a gold digger and probably has just been taking his money. Uh, and the guy's on a verge of a, of a certainly of a mental breakdown, but he he's... He's not coherent. He doesn't know what he's doing. This is what Shantix does. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that I think was... uh, I think it was, uh, the pod uh, bay door nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, I agree. Good work. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be stock. I would actually. You're right. Not thinking. But the more you think about it, it'd be actually shocking if it, if he wasn't on Shantix. I mean, yeah. I mean, I listened to all of the uncensored, unfiltered stuff, and I'm just like, okay, you know. I mean, and, and divorce and stuff is difficult and screaming does occur, but he's, he is actually outside of himself. And, yeah. and this is the, 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 the behavior that, uh, Chantix, 
um, that is uh, typical of Chantix users. So uh, I think we need to maybe just need a slogan, you know, help Mel start smoking again. <laughs> Give Mel a toke. He needs he needs some nicotine and he needs to stop the Chantix. Yeah, that was my big one for today. That's it. We started off. <laughs> well, my, my I don't have a big one for today, but there's a bunch of little ones that are kind of interesting, including the uh, – you have to look in your email to see if you can find this. Uh, I may I can find the uh, – because it, it came in this morning, so I didn't have a time to make a clip. But this this nonsense about the uh, digital drug. Oh, no. I, ha- I, ha- I have the report. This is oh, – okay. yeah, this is funny because – hold on. Let me just uh... – This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Let me just find uh, where I put that. Uh, oh, yeah, I got it here. I have the, uh, I think it's a, a local Fox News report uh, from Oklahoma. And it is uh, outrageous. stand funny. against the latest internet craze. Have you ever heard of this? It's called iDosing. <laughs> and websites are luring kids with free downloads of so-called digital drugs, which are audio files designed to induce drug-like effects. Adriana Ivashinsky has just returned from Mustang Live with the details on this alarming new trend. I've got to admit, I'd never heard of it before. Kelly, parents really need to listen up on this one. That's because all kids need to experience these digital drugs are headphones, their computer, and an MP3 player. Though the websites that tout them say they're a safe and legal way to get high, the theory is it could lead to illegal drug use. Digital drugs are all over the internet, touting a free, legal, safe way to get high. Oh my God. And images of teenagers trying it are all over YouTube. It's these images that has a lot of parents, educators, and law enforcement officials with the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics concerned. Kids are going to flock to these sites just to see what it's about, and it, it can lead them other places. It sounds like this. <laughs> and uses binaural or two-tone technology to alter your brainwaves and mental state. Kelly Johnson is a parent and teacher and had never even heard of eye-dosing or digital drugs until now. It's just scary, definitely scary, uh, to know that, you know, just one more thing, (laughs) one more thing to look out for. Recently, Mustang Public School sent out a letter warning parents about the new trend after several high school students reported having physiological effects after trying one of these digital downloads. (laughs) Students and graduates are still talking about it. I heard it was like some weird, like, demons and stuff through a iPod or something, and he was just freaking out. People should be concerned about it. It's not something that should just be overlooked. We had never come across anything like this. And anything that is going to cause these physiological effects in a student, that causes us concern. Mustang schools are doing what they can to put a stop to it, including cracking down on the use of cell phones and other technology while on campus. We, we try very hard to be vigilant, and we ask that the parents, you need to be vigilant too. And the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics tells us that parental awareness is the key to preventing future problems, since eye dosing could very well indicate a willingness to experiment with drugs. So that's why we want parents. It's, it's a gateway drug, John. That's what it's it is. Gateway, it's a gateway uh, drug. It's a gateway non-drug. It's a crock of crap is what it is. The first thing I did is I asked Christina, who's who's here with us now, I said, have you heard of this eye dosing? She says, no. It, it like sounds you download and then it makes you hot. And believe me, my daughter knows everything she knows about, particularly in the UK. I mean, they're on the tip of all the, you know, the meow meow and all this, all these synthetic legal stuff. And she's not nah, never heard of it. 
And of course it's bull crap. Wait, here's the, here's the guy explaining how it's a gateway drug. To be aware of what sites their kids are visiting and not just dismiss this as just something harmless on the computer. If you want to reach these kids and save these kids and keep these kids safe, parents have to be aware and they've got to take action. Now, another concern OBN has is that many of these eye-dosing websites lure visitors to actual drug and drug paraphernalia sites. So, Kelly, this is yet another reason why parents really need to be proactive and not only talk to their kids, but check what they're downloading. Parents just cannot. I can't take any more of that crap. By the way, this is all somehow related to the anti-marijuana thing, I'm I'm sure. I I think you're right, and it's... Actually, I believe... That it's a spoof that someone started this and that these kids are now well, laughing their asses off. It's got hopes written all over it, yeah. especially with the kids playing along. And, and the videos they show in this news it's report. Like, wait, wait, but hold on a second. Where's the kid? You know, they're going around with the microphone from here to there. Where's the kid who says, this is bogus. I listen to this thing. Just do anything. No, we don't have Where that in our. Where is that no, kid? We, you know he's there because it have, is bogus. We don't have that in our report, John. That's not what the Ministry of Truth has approved in their release. Are you crazy? No, 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 no. This is uh, this funny. And, and the videos they show in that piece, I looked at those videos, and it's actually of kids um, who are taping themselves listening to it. And, you know, and the YouTube tags are like hoax and stuff like that. And they're pretending to freak out. It's, 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 it's a big, stupid setup. It's, it's lame. Yet... It'll catch on. You watch. This is now in uh, Oklahoma. Not, yeah. Well, it was the kids that pulled off the hoax. Uh, or the websites that did, uh, they should, could pat themselves on the yeah. back for pulling one off. But you're right; it probably it'll be a point of discussion all over the place by a bunch of morons. You know, it, wasn't that listening to like a mystical music from India or something? Yeah. You know, yeah, or backmasking. This is just another one of uh, like backmasking. Remember, it'll make you you listen to. Ozzy Osbourne, you want to go Backwards, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. So uh, some real news in the from the drug scene from one of our producers. I, I'm not going to name him, even though he didn't explicitly say that. He says, I work at a drug detox psych- psychiatric hospital in Southern California. The past few months, we have noticed a huge, he says, huge amount of heroin detoxers coming in to get help. Of course, uh, this is uh, because the poppies uh, have been so successfully harvested in Afghanistan with uh, with the support of the military out there. Uh, one drug uh, used to help people get off heroin is called Suboxone. It's a narcotic that not all doctors can legally prescribe. The doctor needs to have taken special classes and have a special license just to prescribe, prescribe this drug. It's a drug that, according to the drug manufacturer, must be taken for a long time and could take years to get off that drug itself. At our hospitals, we have so many heroin detoxers now that our doctors who prescribe Suboxone have too many patients, so our other doctors who can't yet prescribe the drug are currently taking the class to get licensed. So here you have it. Heroin is actually a gateway drug. Heroin is a gateway drug to this Suboxone, which you have to be on for years. S-U-B-O-X-O-N-E. Suboxone. S-U-B-U-X. X-O-N-E. Yeah, I have a National Institute of Health. uh, Sublingual. It's biprenorphine, sublingual, and biprenorphine. Yeah, it's just a brand of something. I'm just wanting to find out who. Here it is on the uh, health of the NIH website. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, too. It's uh, office-based treatment for opioid. 
opioid dependence. But this, but this is who a, makes a, this stuff. That, of course, they don't say. Let me see. Brand names: Suboxone and Subutex. Subutex. So there's two companies making it. Let me see. Let me search. You can get I'll, I'll search side effects: headache, stomach pain, constipation, vomiting, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, sweating. Some side effects uh, can be serious. Here, Suboxone. Hives, skin rash, itching. John, Suboxone.com. Ooh, is where you want to go. And uh, I've got a pop-up here. Uh, cancel. You crazy. Why choose Suboxone? <laughs> why? I don't know why. Because I'm hooked on heroin. And my doctor <laughs> why else would you choose it? <laughs> who, uh, who makes this stuff? Of course, it's impossible to find out who it's makes that it. Impossible. It's, it's just uh, that it would help su- if you didn't have a big pop-up. Oh, here you go. Suboxone. Wreck it. Wow. Wreck it. Benkiser Pharmaceuticals from Richmond, Virginia. Hmm. Wreck it. Where do I know that name, Wreck it? I don't know, but they're in Virginia, so yeah. that's <laughs> questionable. Although, it's part of the MK Ultra project. That's what it is. Richmond is a little bit off the beaten track for the uh, intelligence community. Uh huh. Yeah. And how about Subutex? This is uh, fascinating stuff. So maybe Subutex.com. Would that be crazy to think? Oh, no. Why choose? No, it all goes to the same one. Okay, it goes to the same website. Interesting. So, oh, they, make, so it's, they make the same. That's just probably a variation. Oh, this is funny. See how Suboxone made a difference in Jessica's life. <laughs> Wait, how did it make a difference? Oh, there's video. The following video is about the experience of one person in treatment with Suboxone. The feelings expressed in the situation described are personal and may not reflect the experience of other Suboxone patients. Here to help is a free support program exclusively for Suboxone patients. Suboxone. Improving the world. (laughs) Here to help. They got the music. I think a huge misconception that people get about addiction and dependence is that you can just stop whenever you want to stop. Snip. Jessica. You have to want it yourself, she said. My name is Jessica. I'm from Salt Lake City. I am married to my husband, JT, with whom I have a daughter, a two-year-old daughter. (laughs) She's on a swing now. And uh, I'm just, (laughs) I'm a mom. I had a surgery to get my tonsils taken out, and that was my first experience with opioids. It was probably three years into using them. I started realizing that it was a daily thing for me. I was hanging out with the wrong people. I was in the wrong situation. It just got, it got out of control. Jessica tried to stop misusing opioids on her own. What kind of opioids? Oxycontin or what? Yeah, what kind of opioids do you get from the, from a... An operation? What do you get? Nowadays, you know, there's the heavy duty things that are kind of synthetic, like Oxycontin. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're not going to give her morphine anymore. Anyway, I, I just thought it's interesting that uh, that heroin is basically a gateway drug to this legal crap that they put you on for years, for years. Yeah, and I bet you it's not cheap. No, you think oh, that's all right? Obamacare will take care of all of that for you. And uh, just along those lines, and this is the second time we've read a news article like this. I think the first time was probably when we began the show, but Nevada's. National Guard Agricultural Team is now uh, on its way to begin its, uh, I'm sorry, the Agribusiness Development Team is set to deploy week, uh, this weekend to work in Afghanistan for a year. You know, they got to get ready for the next uh, crop. So uh, 
Well, I think they're double cropping, so they're probably uh, pulling two down a year. I'm, I'm sure of it. Possibly. Oh, do two crops, do two harvests a year? Oh, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah. do that. It, I was looking at all the details on how to grow uh, opium, just in case I had to start a new business. <laughs> and, you can uh, start a gateway drug business. <laughs> and, and apparently... Uh, uh, you can get two crops a year if you if you if, you're, if your timing is tight. The team they has, do have a harsh winter that I guess wipes everything out. Well, uh, so they're off. They start. Uh, they, they guess they've already started. No, they probably got some new cultivation techniques that you can get more poppies per acre. <laughs> it's so sad, but it's so true. <laughs> amazing, 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 amazing. I see lots of people twittering Mel Gibson chantics now. That's good. That's a good way to get the word. Yeah, out. actually, yeah, that's a good way. Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, because Twitter's got a huge reach now when it comes to Hollywood. Yeah, you know that is actually an excellent. Make sure you put no agenda in there. Yeah, because we uh, man, could you imagine if we were interviewed for extra, <laughs> extra, extra? <laughs> two two conspiracy theorists on an internet radio show have discovered that Mel Gibson might be on Shantix. Extra investigates. I'm Nancy Grace. And it would be like, we you'd get like five words in. They'd have a mic in no, your face. No, it'd be like, less than five words. Yeah, Are you kidding bang, me? It'd done. just be B-roll. It'd just be B-roll of me behind my mic and you behind your mic. And that would be it. If Known that. as Crackpot and the Buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. All I want is this. In the morning. That's all I want people to hear. <laughs> and just say no agenda show. They'll never, they'll never get the URL. No, no agenda show dot com. I won't get it in. No. I was watching uh, O'Reilly, and he's always getting Dick Morris on, who's a, just a, this crazy operative who was, you know, Clinton's. He was always a Democratic. Uh, uh, I saw. The, I saw. Guy. I happened to see this uh, episode of his show. And I don't really watch O'Reilly, so I, there was. And some he told he talks about how they're going to take the the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate, according to him. But he but he slips in the you know DickMorris dot com Dick my, my website DickMorris.com. <laughs> he slips it in so many times. You go, my God, how do they let him get away with that? I took something else away from that that piece he did on O'Reilly. He I think it was him. He said that they're gearing up to make Hillary Clinton run for president in two thousand twelve. You saw a different one then, because I don't. If I had seen that, I would have put it on a, on the clips. And it kind of blew me away because you, you and I have been talking. Well, he's, about... Oh, by the way, he's he's full of crap. Okay, so let's start. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, yeah, he's full of crap. But when you take all the Obama bashing into account, then I now have a whole subheading in the show notes at noagendashow.com. <clears throat> it's pretty outrageous. Uh, and, you know, everyone is like, oh, you know, his approval ratings are the lowest ever. They're the lowest since uh, when Bush left office. Even Arianna Huffington is now, you know, jumping on the Bash Obama bandwagon. And, uh... Well, that's interesting that you'd bring this up because I have actually a clip. Nice. Which I found to be particularly weird because it is another Democrat who seems to be off the reservation attacking the EPA... Uh, you might want to play a bit of it. This is, uh, uh, I think his first name is Maria Cantwell. She's from Washington. My wife doesn't think much of her. But she's a Democrat. And, and this line of questioning, I was listening to her. Thinking she, and then when it just crops up Democrat, I'm thinking, why, why is she making this, doing this attack uh, on, on the administration, essentially? The effect on growth and distribution. But one of the things that seems to me that's looming out there that it's going to affect uh, incomes across America is this 
issue of EPA's action on climate and the regulation of pollutants under the Clean Air Act. And that is going to take effect uh, in January. I mean, companies are going to have to start looking at best available control technology, and that's going to be an expense. Um, Later in July, they're going to, you know, have the full scope of covering facilities that are going to have to make upgrades on emissions. And that cost is going to get passed on to the individual consumers. And uh, that's an expense. Uh, that's an expense that is going to affect people moving forward. And I wondered, Dr. Holtzikin, I know you've talked about uh, proposals like we've proposed anyway, you that get would the idea. help to try. Yeah. I found it goes on and on like this. It's just blasting a cap and trade, blasting right. the EPA. Well, so, she's a Democrat. So the New York Times, who, of course, uh, are the uh, publishing house for the Ministry of Truth, they come out with a new um, a new kind of story meme that has been published in uh, well over the weekend. It was in Barron's. It's in uh, everyone's basically jumping on the story. You'll recall uh, the president went to a solar manufacturing company in the Bay Area called Solindra Inc. and uh, and he was there. And, you know, he like he did his whole tour and they did all the videos. And this is one of these companies that got uh, half a billion, five hundred and fifty eight million dollars uh, in federal loans. There's a lot of these companies out there, but this is the one, right? And I didn't go through the pain of pulling the clip, but it's on WhiteHouse.gov. You can find it. So Solyndra Inc. was supposed to be, you know, the shining example of the new green economy. And then they're, uh, so they're supposed to go public. And they're scheduled for the IPO. And then they're, and everyone's on board with this thing, right? Schwarzenegger, of course, it's uh, it's in uh, California. So there's, oh, this is great. It's got, you know, huge investors and, uh, and every, it's got a billion dollars invested in it. And then they're, uh, before the IPO, uh, Price Waterhouse, I think, is their auditor's come out with a statement that say, uh, these guys have no chance in hell of making any money ever. Their production, because they, they boil it down to the cost per watt. It's, it's just impossible. They cannot make money with this technology. Their own auditor said that. So, <laughs> and you know how these, how these uh, accountancy firms are. They're corrupt as anything, too. Yeah. So, they, so This thing has to really be off the track before they come out and say anything. I mean, auditors are supposed to be kind of hedgy, and they're supposed to say, well, you know, forward-looking statements, and there's no guarantee, yada, yada, yada. But they they literally came out with such a damning uh, statement, uh, going right down to the, uh, here's $6.29, $6.29 a watt. But we're selling them for $3.42 a watt, according to the uh, mm. the auditor's report in the SEC filing. And the S1. So it's like, okay, you can't make money. It's, you know, the whole concept is buy low, sell high. It's not buy high, sell low. And, uh, and so the IPO has been pulled. Everyone's, you know, this is like the, the laughing stock. Everyone's like, oh, this green shit is not going to work. Solar will not work. You can't do it. You can't do it on scale. It's not working, at least not with the technology we have available today. Um, but there's a huge embarrassment for, for the entire policy, for the entire White House policy. Yeah, and, and Obama well, in particular, because you know, they put the I guy just, there. I was just at the uh, right now. There's a thing called Intersolar, uh, which is at Moscone. I was there uh, Wednesday and two. I went Tuesday and Wednesday, 
and to this trade show. I've never seen anything quite like it, but it's very it's very memorable in terms of its its atmosphere because uh, I've seen that atmosphere before. It's that it happened in the mid '80s. There was a uh, a second boom of computer shows and and excitement, and you go to these shows and it was and you just look around and you say, "Who are these people? I've never seen them before," and they all look like used car dealers. <laughs> and they all <laughs> that's act what like they are. It. All all those uh, dealerships had to close. They had to go somewhere. So they went, so I'm over here, it's the same thing. This is the first time, and I've been going to this facility since they built it. Moscone West is the latest of the Moscone uh, convention centers. They got north and south, and they built this west building, which is, generally speaking, has smaller trade shows in it. I've never seen this thing where, this is three stories of, of, of trade show floors. All three stories were filled to the gills I've never seen this, especially on the third floor, filled with solar panels and solar collectors and tubes of, with water going through them and different kinds of stepper motors that moved your solar panel for you. And then they had these big panels, and they, you know, they'd be like this huge panel that shows you it could generate 180 watts, you know, and, it would, and it's going to cost a fortune. And the whole thing just had a, a stench of this kind of money grab based because largely I think the government – and uh, it was it was a very exciting show. The show was packed, and at the same time, in the Moscone North and South, there was the Semicon West, which is the huge semiconductor thing. They're all part of the same operation. They they set up this new uh, inner solar. Oh, but in, anyway, inner solar it, and the semiconductors are the same guys. Yeah, oh, interesting. And they're just expanding their their reach because it's all sil- they, silicone stuff. Yeah, right. and so the semiconductor show was like dull. I mean, there was, you know, it was like you were bored when you went. Yeah, you went and normally some... it's so exciting to go to a semiconductor oh, show. Okay, well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm is, hard now. It's kind of dull. Keep but talking. the other show was exciting. Everybody was buzzing around and they were, they, were, they were going around. So some one little company, I got the guy's card. I'm walking around. It's all solar, solar, solar. And there's a little, one wind generator in there. <laughs> one little wind dude. It's a little. It's a small port. It's like a small one you could put on your roof, if you have enough wind to power it, and it delivers a kilowatt. What? A kilowatt? Yeah, it delivers a kilowatt. It's only a thousand watts. It's yeah. only, well, that's a lamp. It's a, more than a <laughs> lamp. It's a few lamps. Yeah, it's it not my fridge. A, it delivers a kilowatt. It costs two grand. Hmm. It's like the cost benefits in terms of the the amount of energy you get for the amount of money you spend on it is about ten x of what you have to spend on on solar panels. Mm-hmm. And but it, anyway, I, mean, I think I'm going to get one of these little things. They're only you know a little thing spinning around. What would you run on it? No, I would just put it into the grid, and then and then if, <laughs> if we lost our power, then I would you know grid. it would be powering the place. Well, not much of the place. You have to turn no, everything off. Of yeah, a couple of kilowatts would do the trick. Hmm, interesting. Keep the refrigerator going. Oh, John C. Dvorak, disposable cash. He's whipping it out, man. Living yeah, large. Yeah, no, it's just it's a, it's effort to save money in the long haul. Living it's large. my effort to go green. Yeah. Green is the color of money, by the way, for those of you who missed out on the, the whole joke of it all. So anyway, yeah. I, anyway, I was really stunned by the show. Hmm. Um, I just got a... Uh, a news alert from CNBC looks like they're going to, they've stopped, they've agreed to stop uh, debate on the, what I'm calling the Federal Reserve Empowerment Bill, known as the, uh, the Dodd, uh, what's Twinkletoe's name again? The Dodd-Frank uh, Wall Street Reform Bill. 
Which is such a throwback, by the way, to the Great Twinkle Depression. Twinkle Toes. Yeah. <laughs> Barney Frank, Twinkle Toes. That's what they call him on Wall Street, I, I, I understand. They call him Twinkle Toes. Uh, it's a, it's, of course, it's a total throwback to the Great Depression, which arguably was caused by the banks then as well. And then everyone, oh, let's blame the banks. Banks, bad. Wall Street, bad. And then, of course, they gave him unbelievable power and created the Federal Reserve and, you know, it gave the Federal Reserve more powers. And so the, the same thing is happening now. And it makes so much sense. All these stories now coming out about uh, the Federal Reserve shifting $4 trillion of to- toxic debt to, well, no one really knows, uh, one point something trillion dollars that is just missing, the budget deficit being miscalculated because it was based on phantom numbers. And now they're going to vote as early as tomorrow. And at perfect timing, right? Everyone, everyone's talking about Mel. <laughs> everyone's preoccupied with uh, with Mel Gibson. No one gives a crap. And they're being sold this big lie about, oh, your credit card fees will go down. Yeah, but we're giving the, Fed, the private Federal Reserve which consists of private banks. We don't, we're not even allowed to know which banks they are. That's how private they are. That information is not disclosed. And they're now going to run the banks. They're going to oversee the banks. So that's being rammed through. That's perfect. Everything all fits together. And then, then the cap-and-trade bill is next, I guess. And that's what this whole BP thing is about. Well, they're not going to get that one done in time because they're, they're closing shop up here in a couple of weeks. United States of Europe has come out with something genius, John. Just, I mean, just when I saw this story, I, I pooped myself. Was it the dish rag guy that came up with it? No. You mean uh, Haiku Herman? Yeah. No. The president of the United States of Europe? No. So if you, uh, <coughs> if you want to, and it, started, it is starting in Belgium, so he probably has a hand in it. If you want to have everyone using a national ID card, which, uh, by the way, the ID card, I have a picture of it here, includes, it has a chip on it, it's got your biometric data, it's got your picture, it's got everything. So this is, this is the, the mark of the beast. How do you think, what is the easiest way to get the slaves to carry this thing with them all the time? And not just that, but to actually participate in the tracking process. What is the easiest way? Turn it into a Twitter account. Close. They've made Facebook. it. Here it is. It's called Fidelity, and they've got your carte identité. Meet your new loyalty card, and it's already in your wallet. They have connected the national identity card to loyalty programs across the country for shopping, groceries, everywhere yeah. you go, and this is now here. Fidelity is an innovative loyalty and affiliate system based on the Belgian Electronic Identity Card, the EID. Designed to benefit both professionals and consumers, it combines simplicity, security, flexibility, and a huge set of rich features at a very low price. See for yourself. And uh, so now not only will you want to use it, because of course all the slaves are like, hey, that's handy. And he said, don't, don't, why have a whole bunch of loyalty cards in your pocket? You only need one. But now they'll actually be tracking what you buy. (laughs) It doesn't get any smarter than that. No, it's a fantastic idea. The thing is, is that right now, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. These cards are, are a hindrance to individual rights. I mean, you will be, if you're using a Safeway card, 
everything you buy is being recorded and they can tell, you know, they can do a calculation. There's all these profiles they can do. They can say, well, this is a guy who was a head of a household family of XYZ and his wife's buying this stuff and he's buying this stuff. Uh, that looks like they're, they're ingesting too much salt. They go, they're ingesting too much cholesterol. They can't be eating all this, this fatty food or they, they keep buying hot pockets. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, and then it goes right to the insurance companies and they change. They say, well, the actuary tables for somebody eats this many hot pockets yep. is what you know you're going to be dead here at 56 and that's your insurance rates have just gone up crystal clear uses uh, this website is great um, uh, fridelity.be crystal clear usage policies beyond your home address which is stored on the chip for more ease of update when relocating your electronic identity card does not hold any sensible or confidential data what the hell does that mean sensible I don't know what, that, what does sensible mean? <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah, available always at your fingertips. How many points did I did I spare already in this shop? Soon you'll no longer need to ask yourself this. It's it's a spoof. Tell me this is a spoof. Oh, that must be it. It's a spoof. This has got to be a spoof. This has got to be a spoof. For one thing, it's got to be a spoof because the idea is too good. Let me just check. This has got to be eid.belgium.be. I don't know, man. And now, now it, it is. You're right. It see is. If, what? See if there is a. Uh, if it's in some other language than English. Because uh, most spoof guys won't go the extra step of going multilingual. Yeah, it's in French, Dutch, and English. Let me just check the French. What about German? Well, it's only for Belgium. Belgium. Uh, oh, it's a both cases. It's a, it's a test market. You know, it's. Uh, now I'm concerned now. Let me just see. Uh, can I do a who is? Uh, Fridelity.be. Oh, you can't do a who is on that. Um, yeah, you'd have to go to yeah. some Belgian site can someone in the chat room check that for us because now this this is so good oh here it is uh oh it's registered with a just a registrar yeah we got to go dns.be someone will figure it out for us this has got this has got to be a spoof it is so it is so good i don't hear it sign up hold on how do you spell it free f-r-e-e delity yes sign up get a card <laughs> what Join in. Wow. Well, you know, this Fidelity thing is already being used online, and you can get a card reader that you hook up to your computer. So they're saying here, connect your, uh, your EID card. I don't know, man. If, if, if it's not a spoof, it's just freaky. Access to your computer. Wow. Yeah, it's actually trying to talk to my card reader. I think it's real. You know, it's, the, the reason that it would seem like a spoof is because it's pretty advanced. For government thinking, uh, you know, the, the 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 evil elites are pretty smart, John. I don't know, man. This is this is your new loyalty card. I mean, it's freaking me out now. Hmm. Stay in sync. Get fidelity. Fidelity IDSA. Well, of course, it's going to be a commercial company that's running the show. That makes sense. I don't know. Well, uh, th- 
All right. Well, we'll we'll have to. It, I mean, it. just just for a second there, it just hit me. I'm like, wait a minute. This is so good. Is this a spoof? But it, it, they went through a lot of trouble. I think it's kind of pathetic that a spoof is bad. <laughs> is that good? <laughs> is that good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. It's freaking me out. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I something a disturbing trend I picked up. There's a couple things happened right after the World Cup. Uh, one thing happened directly after it wasn't reported in the news. The, what really happened on the news is the sixth anniversary of Haiti occurred. And uh, since everyone was kind of like done with um, with World Cup news and they were looking around and no one's done any real work and you know no press releases have been sent out, I was like, oh, what are we going to report on? But then there's all these meetings that take place. And uh, the gist of it, uh, and I have a bunch of links for everyone to look at uh, in the show notes at noagendashow.com. The gist of it is, uh, the people are still screwed. They've gotten almost no money. We we even had uh, Secretary General General of the United Nations Ban Ki Moon essentially saying, "Yo, I don't know. Clinton hadn't sent the check yet." Uh, so there's just tons and tons of of NGOs, non governmental organizations, who are just gearing up to go in and take over the entire country. Um, actually, I should do this in order. Uh, one little thing I noticed, which I can predict for you right now, they are um, supposed to have presidential elections in November. And the United States has already said, hey, Preval, you know, you know, you really should let us help out with your election process. I, I, I think that, you know, you need to make sure it happens transparently. Does this sound familiar, John? It has to do transparently. Open change. Yeah. So uh, I'd say Preval is out. Uh, and if it doesn't happen by election, the guy will get suicided. He'll get two to the head. So they're about to shove in a new guy. This guy has served his purpose. They need you know, some hope and change. Um, and the money is the, the people of Haiti have received no money. All those celebrity benefits around the world have resulted in no more than $500 million actually going to Haiti. And the Clinton Foundation is still sending, like, tents and flashlights. So uh, Clinton is like, yeah, I'm going to go cook their ass. I'm going to go get all these countries who promised all this money. And, of course, um, Venezuela is actually paying money. This is why I think everyone's waking up. Oh, crap. You know, Alo Presidente Chavez is going to move in. we got to stop that. This is, this is our takeover, damn it. Get out of here, Chavez. This is, this is the United States. We're taking over this place. And we're going to put in our own president. So, uh... HaitianTruth.org is a great website that uh, really reports, as for as long as it lasts, I'm sure they'll, they'll take this off the air. Uh, but here, Haiti's president rejects U.S. Senate advice on how to prepare for fall presidential election. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton is in there saying, oh, you know, we got to help out. So th- th- it's a total takeover. Not that anyone cares, but I hope you all feel good with your text donation. Your money got stolen stolen shysters show up and take advantage of people's goodwill and generosity by pushing clinton which brings us to the fact that we need the donations here to continue doing this show and it's a real show yeah i think we're doing real work for this real show and we're coming up with real stuff it's not going to a foundation where it's uh, you know the clinton's boys no no it's going into helping me pay bills and you buying your windmill i need a windmill i need a car I might try to get the windmill for free, so, you know, it's not going to take a big chunk out of my... Uh, I need a car. A sample. I need a car. What's wrong with your car? You, you just bought I, a Range Rover. No, no, we... Yeah, a 1999 Range Rover. I need, we need another car. 
Mickey's using the car all the time. I need a car. Oh, so you're basically abandoned because she's in the car yes. right now? <laughs> I, I've, no, I've got no wheels. Being in L.A. with no wheels, is you might as well be... You might as well shoot yourself. Yeah, it's right. It's, it's like I've I, I got no wheels. And I you got know, it, L.A. I, is the worst place in the world. I mean, you know, I, I get the biggest kick out of the bicycle. Get a bicycle. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? I live in the Hollywood Hills. I, I got, I got a, like ten grand is what I need to get a car. I can get, a, I can get a car for nine, eight or nine grand, but then it's tax, so it's ten grand. Uh, it's a, it's a ten percent tax on a car in this crappy state. Ten percent tax. So let's look at some people. Everything. Thank some people who uh, helped us out anyway. Andrew Green, Sir Andrew Green, I should say, uh, Palm Harbor, Florida, fifty-five. Uh, two nickels on the double nickels on the dime. Three reasons for the donation besides supporting the show. My wife has been unemployed for over a year and needs some karma. Thursday is my 30th birthday. We'll wish him a happy birthday in a second. 7.15. We recently bought a house, and I need to update my address. So the mythic, the mythical ring, uh, yes, the ring, which I'm just about done with. Uh-huh. I know it's said often, but I really do see news events differently. Mm-hmm. Th- thanks to our show. Yeah, because basically... Uh, it's all we teach people to do is pay attention, but you know it seems like a lot. But if you haven't been paying attention, then you end up going. Uh, I mean, you you go, wow, you guys are open my eyes. But in fact, it's just telling you to pay. Isn't, isn't, it, isn't it sad that everyone talks about LeBron James and the difference between ninety million dollars and a hundred million dollars? Uh, and yeah, you know, all right, the guy's a great player, but who gives a crap? He's not actually changing your life. He's wasting your life as you watch these stupid games. And, uh, and, and we, we are just barely getting by. We're trying to get paid to do this show. And then people are like, I see the chat room now. Oh, Adam needs a car. Ugh. Yeah, I need a car. <laughs> he needs I a need car. a car. LeBron James. You know, LeBron James. No one says, hey, that's a lot of money for playing basketball. No one says that. Oh, he's a hero. He's awesome. Hey, he drives a couple Lamborghinis. And we're, and we're sorry that uh, the, the president's sorry he's leaving Chicago. It's a big conversation. So get your priorities straight, people. Carl Barron, Lundskain, Sweden. Ah, yeah, let's go die. Uh, 52 double nickels on a dime. That was interesting interpretation of all the poisonous gases coming out of Deepwater Horizon, or can call it a doomsday horizon. Yeah, we didn't, also. we didn't blow up, did we? That kind of sucks. I was waiting for the Armageddon moment. Well, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't need a car. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it also explains the complete media blackout. Uh, and meanwhile, of course, complete media black. And then he brings up this idiotic thing on helium.com, yeah, which, by the way, was a crock. That's okay? what well, we discussed it. We discussed it we as discussed a crock. We discussed it on the last show. And as we a crock. Knew, right off the bat, we just said it was you know, yeah. bogus. And it the was... guy that wrote it is sketchy. Yeah. Mark Cable, Roberts Bridge, East Sussex, UK, double nickels on the dime again. My wife donated last month to celebrate her 20th wedding anniversary. And I'd like to return the favor by asking you to shout out a happy birthday to Catherine Cable yeah, we're gonna in do that Roberts in a Bridge. We're going to do that in a minute. Yeah, keep up the good work, whatever happened to the uh, right. Another project we're working on. John Foley, uh-oh, this is a Hawaiian, uh, Mililani, Mili, Mililani, yeah, Mililani, Hawaii. Uh, double nickels on the dime again. Hi, John and Adam. Double nickels on the dime is for a big happy birthday. Another birthday to my girlfriend, Eleanor. Her birthday is on July 15th. It's amazing. She started the birthday announcement. Tr- you, she started the birthday announcement trend when she asked you guys to. Be- oh, that's interesting. She's the progenitor she, oh, okay. of the birthday announcement. She's birthday patient zero. Yeah, she's the number <laughs> one birthday girl. Good, good. And so now it's her turn. I've become a monthly sponsor, now a former douchebag. Hmm. Keep up the good work. Uh, $51 from Evan Hindra, Toronto, Canada. 
Uh, he's actually in Indonesia at the moment. He's getting married soon. He wants to. Uh, he needs some de-douching. Hey, that's what we're here for. You've been de-douched. That, <laughs> it's that music at the end that gets me. Well, I never heard uh, it before. That's, uh, that's an eye dose. That's an eye dose that actually really de-douches you. It's, it's the science is in on this stuff, John. This I is think all the kids the same, are doing it. Is that music similar to the drug music that yes. makes you stoned? Yes, exactly. It's uh, holophonic or whatever they call it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's right. Oh, don't you feel better now? I do. Uh-huh. Uh, Greg Stone, Rapid City, South Dakota, $50 or his new knighthood uh, layaway, actually. Uh, Kenneth Kyle Holes or Keel Holes or Kyle Holtz, uh, Hamilton, Ohio. Uh, <coughs> here's winning from a bet I had with a friend in the World Cup. Hello. Nice. Hello. He, he bet on us? Yeah, being nice. a loyal listener, I knew Spain was a luck to win it all. In the semifinals, I took Spain and gave him the other three teams. Wow. After I collected, I let him in on my secret and turned him on to the show. Thanks for the tip. Thanks Excellent. for the value. Excellent. That, That's great. That pays off. We okay, so let's do our birthday wishes. And by the way, anyone who wants to help us out, please. Hold on. We'll, we'll do that in a second. Three birthdays we have to celebrate today. Sir Andrew Green, uh, his birthday is actually today, as is uh, Ellie Schultes. John Foley wishes her a very happy birthday. And Mark Gable says, happy birthday to Catherine Gable in Robertsbridge in East Sussex and Gitmo Nation East. Happy birthday from your No Agenda Boys. It's your birthday, yeah. So, so uh, uh, anyone who wants to help us out or wants a birthday call out, uh, go to Dvorak.org slash com slash NA, or actually there's a button on the NoAgendaShow.com main site. Also, ChannelDvorak.com slash NA, where you'll, uh, if you have problems getting on the other sites because of uh, firewalls or whatever. But we really appreciate uh, your help to an extreme. Also, I want to thank everyone who's uh, gotten the lucky $30 a month uh, subscription and uh, everyone who subscribes to the $5 a month uh, yes. subscription donate slash donation. And we uh, appreciate it to, an, to a lot. We need to get yeah. about 1,000 people on one of these programs and we'll be in, we're set. Yeah, and, and uh, a couple notes on that. Uh, if if you are a monthly subscriber, and or if it's called a subscription in PayPal, but if you're a monthly supporter of the show, please check your uh, your subscription because they do like just drop for some reason, and they, and PayPal doesn't give you any notice. And we've been we've been seeing this a lot, and people just don't know it. Uh, sometimes it's because you might have changed some information. Sometimes they just seem to drop it. So we'd really appreciate you checking on that. It is indeed the base that we're growing. And that is the, the trend line on uh, the charts that Eric put together. Is uh, It is growing for the monthly donations. We just need more of them. I mean, and my God, you know, $5 a month or 30 bucks a month. You can give up something. Yeah, or just think about what you throw in a parking meter. And right. I mean, in today's world, I mean, five people are throwing away five bucks left and right. Yes. And uh, and again, you know, if you wanted a special call out for like, like, you know, say you broke up with your girlfriend, you were going to take her out to dinner, you know, we could use the money. Or if you have money left over in your PayPal account, we still do get a couple of people that find that to be the case, and then they just give it to us because it's sitting in there collecting interest for PayPal. You're not getting anything out of it. So the guy who uh, registered vajazzling.com uh, yeah. while listening to our show, he sold the domain. And I don't know if uh, if he's sent us any money or if he is or, you know, I don't know. Uh, he has sent us money in the past from some of the profits because uh, I guess he parked some, uh, you know, kind of like uh, 
it just it was it, vajazzling.com is just w- worth money you know he put some ads on that so he sold the domain and the new owner of the domain who also owns uh vajazzleville <laughs> he says hey you know um i, I just bought the uh, domain and i want you to know that i will also be using it to promote no agenda which is great we appreciate that being handed down and uh, I'm just starting to make some money with the jazzling. If it ever turns profitable, I promise a percentage of the proceeds to the show, in addition to my existing $5 a month personal contributions. Highly appreciated. Thank you. Um, and notes to, uh, and this is a personal thanks to everyone out there who was propagating the show through BitTorrent. We have uh, a number of people seeding the torrents now. Keep it up. That's really important. It's another way for us to, um, to uh, distribute the show that really works. And... Um, I was thinking maybe we should do, you know, I've, I've been, I've been looking into, uh, some, don't laugh at me, but I'm looking into, you know, moon bases and a couple of other things. And there's, you know, there's a lot of activity and you can see some mainstream media picking up on this. And of course we now have the NASA game, which apparently sucks according to a guy we know who actually knows how some of this stuff should work. And I was thinking, John, maybe we put a, um, a special $33.33 donation link up. And anyone who donates uh, or who subscribes and supports the show through that monthly link will automatically get a mothership boarding card. For a when, what? A, a mothership boarding card. For when the mothership comes, then everyone who has the boarding card gets on. It's kind of like the Ark. Are you with yeah, me? Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I think people would want a mothership boarding pass. Well, the, what you're just actually describing is a form of performance art. So you'd want a boarding pass. We'll have to be what we should. If you want to do this, tr- this idea, it goes like this. We do a contest for some one of our artists, and we've got a lot of them, mm-hmm. to, do, to design the boarding card. People take out the subscription, and then we make a limited edition. Of, we'd make a... Five, you know, 100, 500, whatever, probably 100 or 200 maybe. And that's a big ship. It could be a 1,000. Okay, well, whatever the case is, we'll have them signed and numbered by the artist, and they will get each get their own customized Ooh, boarding pass. They can choose yeah. to get on the mothership that you'll be coordinating because I won't be taking part in any of this crap. <laughs> I'll be steering it. What are you talking about? I'm but flying But the other thing boy. is it would be something that would be frameable, and so they have a little work of art. Great. Well, and, I, and, I, and we should, again, thank our... Um, our artists, and we do have a number of them, and of course there's uh, the no agenda art generator dot info, which uh, we've actually pulled some art from in the past, and we've got our, our uh, honorary knights, uh, Randy Asher and uh, Sir Randy Asher and Sir Paul T, uh, who create art. That is an, an often under-discussed, under-mentioned part of the show. The artwork is just phenomenal. It's just outstanding. Every single week we've got something just so beautiful. And now to add to that a mothership boarding pass, that would be awesome. So, uh, again, we want, we want to thank the guys who are running these art sites, uh, specifically uh, Paul T. and Randy Asher, like we said. But, but the, gen- the generating site, by the way, if people are out there want to you know, be artists or they think, you think you've got the chops to be a, a graphics designer, go over there and fool around. Because, you know, we have, like Adam just said, we have pulled a couple of pieces off of there. Uh, because our main guys, you know, were fell asleep, which is typical of an artist in the afternoon. And um, we... We pull some of this crazy stuff off, and you might get on. So and then, it's a, then it's a credit, by the way. It's an art credit. It is. Oh, yeah, it is. Awesome. And, you, and think about it. I mean, a numbered boarding pass. Would I, and it should have a barcode. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. It should be yeah. official, man. It should be official. So uh, before we started talking about our supporters, who we really love and, and appreciate so much. Oh, by the way, stop. The barcode should be one of those newfangled barcodes that if you hit it oh, with your Q-code. iPhone, yeah, it the, takes you right to noagendashow.com. Oh, perfect. Yeah, the QR code or what it's called. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. It's good one. Um, so right after the World Cup, there was uh, a terrorist attack, I tell you, in Uganda. Now, here's what's... There's a couple things weird with this. First of all, uh, Uganda. Who was just in Uganda one week ago before this happened? Clinton. He had a whole mission, and he went to Malawi. I guess he checked up on the kitty supermarket for Madonna. And then he went to Uganda. Now, we know, and I know firsthand, that uh, Uganda is a hotbed of CIA activity. Hotbed. For, ye- for 50 years, we've been in Uganda. And, uh, and Clinton leaves, and one week later, uh, timing is impeccable. Boom. And immediately, it's Al-Qaeda. Immediately. Al-Qaeda. It's Al-Qaeda. It's clear. It's Al-Qaeda. You know? It's this group who, of course, is Al-Qaeda. Didn't you know that, you stupid slave? Shut up. It's Al-Qaeda. And then Rick Sanchez. I got to give him the jingle. Douchebag. Of CNN. Did you hear him? Did you hear what he said? No, I'm sure you have the clip. Yes, because, of course, he, uh, he got the memo from the Ministry of Truth. And you know, I was like, okay, Clinton went there. Clinton, I, I, I'm just going to call the guy out. Wherever this guy goes, there's a body count. He goes to Haiti. You know, this, the, the money stops. You know, or the, no, he, he went to Haiti. First, we get an earthquake. Then he's there. Oh, I'll help get the money. And then there's no money. So now he, he's, he goes to Uganda. There's a huge terrorist attack. 70 people are blown up. And, and, and right as he leaves. And then it's like Al-Qaeda. So what is next? Of course, you got to move in there and protect the poor Africans. And Rick Sanchez, this douchebag, listen to what he says. It's Rick's list, everybody. I'm Rick Sanchez. <laughs> I just read the memo. I'm tell you a story now. Welcome back. I'm Rick Sanchez. This is Rick's list. This is a story about a guy named Nate Hen. This is important. Stay with me here. It's important, By all accounts, American Nate Hen was a hell of a guy. This is a selfless individual who devoted his young life to helping others. Today, he's dead. Nate Hen is dead. Dead. I Killed by murderous terrorists in the faraway land of Uganda, where Hen was working with children. Thousands of people had gathered in Uganda's capital to watch the final game of the World Cup. They're watching a soccer game. The game was in its 19th minute when the bombs began to explode. One at a restaurant, then two at a rugby field where they were watching on an outdoor screen. Our latest tally of the number who died, 74. 74 innocent people. Now wait for it. Joining uh, joining me now is Gary Pernston. He's a former CIA officer. So is it... Now, of course, who's the who's the who's the specialist? A CIA guy. For, of I, course, you know, they, they're bringing these CIA guys on over and over again. I don't know who at the agency is like allowing this to go on. When it's a, what do you mean allowing, allowing it? it. They're, they're they're pushing it. it. A, they have a whole PR arm. Hey, we got your guy right here, Rick. Now listen to what Sanchez says. Sanchez, I think it's. I don't know if the public is going to put up with this much longer. I, I mean, does everybody stupid. who analyzes have to be a CIA guy? Yeah, we're thinking of Mel Gibson, who gives a crap about a, a black people in Uganda. She's Africans. We don't care. Listen to what Sanchez says. This is this is this. This made me mad. But you know what's interesting about this? In a strange way. The event is helpful to the cause of those of us who know uh, how sadistic these 
fundamental radical Islamic terrorists are. And if it helps get the message out there that these are not the good guys, then so be it. I mean, come on. Who says they're the good guys? But Rick Sanchez is out there. He's saying, hey, this is good, man. This is good. Yeah, no, that's, that's bad. See, the guy is a total dick. But he's being told to say this. He's MK Ultra. So here, <sighs> so, so the latest thing going around the right, right wing talkers, and I don't have any clips of this, and I wanted to get them, is the fact that apparently, because of the Obama administration being so politically correct, and and I guess a senator or, or two have visited Gitmo. Uh, they now say that the Gitmo scene is going to be completely changed. They're now in kind of there's in group settings. They've got Wii's and Playstations, and they get to watch twelve <laughs> channels of television. Whoa. And they have a bunch of people coming in there, training them on life skills. <laughs> so they can showing them how to balance a checkbook and all this other stuff. Oh, rehabilitation. Rehabilitation so they can get so when they get let loose which apparently they're going to cut these people loose they they'll be able to go right into society and balance their checkbook and they'll have the right attitudes about, you know, how to learn how to vote and why democracy is important and all the rest of it. And the one thing they 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 got a program supposedly in the, the this is all could all be bogus, but it's interesting that they're to talking about it apparently some of these uh you know self-esteem coaches have moved into gitmo and they're teaching people about racism and they're trying to convince them that al-qaeda is a racist organization oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. uganda racist. as the example yeah, they're killing because they kill people. black people they're racist all right how about when they kill white people are you not not racist then the whole thing is just unbelievable to me that this is going on and it's like i don't know and then all these CIA spokespeople. I mean, what is this guy? It's baffling to me. I just keep seeing it. Why over is it and over baffling? Again. It's the Ministry of Truth. This is not news. This is this is this is 1984. This is the 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 flat screen in your in your house that is giving you the truth. Come on, it's not baffling. Please, it's baffling. Dame Tanya, who was in uh, New York City. Says uh, she picked up a couple of there's these new matchbooks, which I think is interesting that they're giving away free matchbooks now. You can't smoke anywhere at her local bar in New York City, and uh, these matchbooks now have terrorists on them. It's part of the government program called Rewards for Justice, which you can find at RewardsForJustice.net, whose mission is quote offering rewards of up to twenty five million dollars for information that prevents or favorably resolves acts of international terrorism against U.S. persons or property worldwide. So whereas we used to have, like, have you seen this kid? Like on the milk cartons? Now we have, you know, can you catch this terorist on matchbooks? And it's a real program. Rewards for justice. It's a waste justice. of money. Of course it's a waste of money. Uh, but, they, uh, but they're popping up everywhere. And they're also in uh, Arabic. So it's not just English, but it's Arabic. It's fascinating. Just fascinating to me. Mm. So there's another interesting uh, nothing to see here moment. Mm. Oh, really? Oh, yes. shit. I'm sorry. I, I misfired. Let me do it anyway. Here we go. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Just in and case. You, 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 it, it, I've got the clip if we want to play it, but we don't even need to. But it's like all of a sudden, uh, Lockerbie is yeah. the responsible of BP is somehow responsible for the Lockerbie disaster. Well, it's not like we weren't this. talking about this uh, a year ago when uh, when this Lockerbie the framed terrorist was 
under consideration for being let go. We all know that that, that was a setup to get BP drilling rights in Libya. It's a known fact, and now all of a sudden it's coming out because yeah, and what's coming? It's weird because it's definitely a nothing to see here moment. But here's an interesting report that ran this morning uh, that describes the situation, and and I, I just want to play it because what? Tell me exactly after you listen to this short clip, uh, what's missing in terms of reporting from this news report that ran on CBA, CBS Network. Good morning, Harry. Uh, well, this goes uh, right back to the bombing of the Pan Am flight over Lockerbie, Scotland, and a man called Abdel Basit Megrahi. Uh, now, uh, the four, de- four Democratic senators in the United States have alleged that Beef- BP profited from the release of a terrorist. That terrorist is Al Megrahi, and he was released from jail last year on health grounds. He was said to have terminal cancer, uh, but it's worth saying that he's still back. He's back in Libya and still alive and well. Um, Now, back in 2007, the British government was negotiating a prisoner transfer with the Libyan government. That included Megrahi. Uh, And BP at the time was very keen to get some oil deals in Libya. And it was encouraging the British government to uh, conclude this prisoner transfer agreement, if you follow me. Um, A little later that year, uh, BP did sign a $900 million agreement to drill oil wells off Libya. And now, of course, there's some question that al-Megrahi was part of that deal and somehow there is a quid pro quo, prisoners for oil. The senators are charging that in this case, in that deal, justice took a back seat to commercial interests. Now, uh, yesterday, uh, Secretary of State Clinton said she had received a letter detailing this rather complicated story and that she would look into it. It's worth also saying that BP said it may its statement back in 07 that it did uh, encourage the British government to conclude a, a successful prisoner transfer, uh, and that's all it's going to say. It has not issued any new statement or information. Right. Harry? Elizabeth Palmer in London okay, this morning. Good. Thank you. Erica? Harry, thanks. Right. The latest so, on sure, former Vice President. Yeah, yeah, it's killed. It's killed. So, so here's what I'm seeing. First of all, what's missing from the report? Did you notice a big missing piece of information? Help me out. Senators. Senators bitching and moaning to Clinton. Oh, yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, the four senators. Yeah. The, Who? Uh, well, I can pick up. I'm pulling up. Well, the story you, you right can look now. them up. And how, where, where is this in the report? Right. Well, well, wait a minute. You think it's a coincidence that one of the senators, the one doing most of the moaning and groaning, was the one that replaced Clinton in New York uh, at the behest of the governor? She was placed in there. She's actually Clinton's protege. Do you think that might have something to do with the story being phony? Is that Kirsten Gillibrand? That, that the yeah, and the fact that the four senators are just from Jersey and New York, they're not from any place else. I mean, this is a this is a story that's been planted to get people. Uh, off of the what we assume or we've talked about the, the the real Lockerbie story, which was going to come out, we believe, and they had to get roust this guy, get him out of the country. But now it's becoming apparent that it's starting to bubble up again. So what do you do? Well, who can we blame for this whole right. thing? Let's blame BP because they're already <laughs> in a heap of trouble. How, how bad can it be? Let's just blame them for everything, and then when all this boils up, blows over, it'll you know blow over. Yeah, it's amazing. It's excellent, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Schumer. 
Chuck Schumer. Schumer and and this woman who's the the Clinton Kirsten Gillibrand, boneheads from Jersey. Menendez and Lautenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think they got a call? <laughs> hey, here's what you need to do. Yeah, of course it's missing yeah, from the story. See what she can get on board with this. They couldn't uh, get anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. And, but I also happen to think it's true. I, I think it's totally true. It, w- it was a very convenient moment to do it. They just bund- it's a bundling. No, exercise. I think they, they. I think they. The BP just leveraged the situation. I don't think it. I don't think these, these guys actually released that guy on behalf of BP. No, I don't know, man. The oil no, cabal they was big it and because strong. they were getting very close to having this thing go on an appeal and find out who really did this. Everybody right. knew this guy didn't do it. Right. Well, we knew that we don't know who's done it, but we know that he didn't. Well, you know, if you go back to the original reports that came out during that period of time when they were where the investigative reporters were actually. looking looking into it they had the, the, the it was syria right. they had the whole thing figured out but then they put the clamps on it and that was the end of it and we and they pushed and, this guy in the yeah, prison yeah i remember and then part of that the guy who was in charge of that investigation was also messed up in these pedophile rings i'll stay off of that today for this show but yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot of high-powered people doing anyway that. the point is is this seems like a, a phony Bullshit. story yeah, that's been planted crap. so just on the oil cabal for a moment we have uh, driller doug uh, emails us from time to time. Driller Doug is on, I think, the DD2. He's on one of the, uh, I'm sorry, the DD3 is on one of the drill ships who were drilling the relief wells, uh, who, by the way, have halted their uh, drilling. And he and and he's actually kind of against my theories. But then he sends me this note in the morning. Uh, sorry about not giving you any info for the past two weeks. Been busy as hell trying to get this air can lifted up into our moon pool, whatever that means. Here's a couple of pictures, a lot of activity going on at the site. We, the West Sirius, that's one of the drill ships, are ready to set our second air can and riser section that will be used to pump the oil from the well to the super tankers if all else fails. We are, however, in standby condition until they finish what they are doing with the cap. We call it a mini blowout preventer here. Many of the drillers, here's the salient point, many of the drillers out here feel the cap will not hold and the well will spring a leak many thousands of feet below the sea floor. But we are really praying the pressure holds. So that does not bode very well. I'm like, what, thousands of feet below the sea floor? Then, then this is just a joke. Then this whole cap thing is just a, a sick joke. Well, I have a couple of clips that talk about this issue. Okay. Uh, first of all, on the, uh, these are on, on the clips too, by the way. These are the mm-hmm. Chris Matthews stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Matthews has a, a this, the ex, this, this guy's on a lot of talk shows, but he shows up on Matthews quite a bit. He's an ex-CEO of Shell, and he discusses this possibility. Uh, in fact, he discusses it with – and when I this, – this ran last night, and the follow, following report that I've got a clip of ran this morning because apparently whatever you're going to hear first, which is the Chris Matthews 1 uh, clip – None of it came to to fruition, and what really actually kind of ha- is tending to happen is what the driller Doug just said, but play this. Well, I think the fundamental issue to cut through the coded language, Chris, is there are serious concerns about the integrity of the casing that is the well itself, and that by putting the cap on and doing the stress tests that are, were being talked about, that the integrity of the steel is insufficient to hold the pressure of the well, and if you lose the casing, it's game over. 
It's like having a volcano on the bottom of the sea. Ooh, where have we heard that word used before? Thank you very much. Where you'd have no, if you lose the casing and oil starts coming up on the outside of the casing, you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do that, that would then stop it other than implode the well. And so I I've think seen. it's pretty prudent under the conditions that are there. And there are many in the industry feel that the casing must have been damaged because of the power of that well, the pressure of that reservoir. And so let's kind of not go to the stress tests until we're ready to go with the, the relief wells because the relief well building up a column of heavy mud could be the best case to shut down the flow. Now, as I understand it, John, correct me where I'm wrong here. The goal was to gradually close this cap so that you're like tightening the funnel so it gets stronger and stronger pressure in the middle and decide at some point whether that strong pressure coming there is an indication that the well is sound, that there is integrity in the well. I thought that was the plan. What's the risk of gradually letting that pressure come into a narrower and more narrow funnel? Yeah, well, I stopped it there. It did goes on and on, but you can see that this this is essentially what the the this guy's reflecting that rumor that driller well, 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 wasn't. Talking. So I'm still understanding that the idea is you cap it off there, and then you have the and the, according to driller Doug, the um, the relief wells are just a like a like a couple hundred feet away from uh, from where they need to be. And then it starts gushing up through these through these two pipes, and then they start capturing it. And by the way, no one else has a permit to drill, so BP is basically sitting on what Clinton calls the gusher of all gushers, and the oil just can't wait to hop into your car. And then and then these guys are are just the the yeah. King that's and master. what I was thinking too. Until I heard this morning's report, which included uh, some commentary from the guy who actually is running the whole show, and you might want to play that, and then try to figure out what the hell's going on. Overnight, the BP's solution became part of its new problem. A leak developed in one of the lines in his new containment cap, but now engineers have sealed that leak, and this test is about to get back underway. In a series of stages, BP has begun testing the strength of its runaway well, but even more methodically and carefully than its plan called for only a couple of days ago. Uh, we will start to increase the pressure in the capping stack, and we will do this in six-hour intervals. And at each uh, six-hour interval, we will stop and we will consider a pressure data. BP's new containment cap has three valves. The first two shut off like a light switch, while the third works more like a dimmer and takes longer to close off. The leak that was found last night and what they were able to fix this morning was in the line attached to the dimmer switch. Eventually, when all three are closed, all the oil will be trapped, which increases pressure inside the well. High pressure readings indicate the well is strong. Low pressure readings mean the well has hidden leaks. BP would then try to ease the pressure by releasing more oil and siphoning it to surface ships. The test itself was delayed 24 hours while engineers and scientists reviewed the plan. This is not easy. There are significant perceptions that have been created around the country. I have my own perceptions of how... We'd like to move forward on this. For this test, BP has stopped collecting any oil from the well and, as a precaution, suspended drilling on its lead relief well. 
all in the hope that this test could mean, after almost three months, the beginning of the end. With the leak in the line now fixed, BP engineers can concentrate on the bigger picture, testing the strength of this well. They'll build up pressure inside the well. High pressure readings are good. Low pressure readings are bad. Results could take as long as 48 hours, but if the well strength is not good, they could know within six hours of the test beginning. Harry, big day here in the Gulf. Mark Schlossman, thanks. Yeah, the fucker's going to blow. <laughs> this is clear. Well, it's going to blow. It's just going to blow. Not. Well, and it's funny because there's this report from <coughs> SalemNews.com, which is serves Oregon and the Pacific Northwest with local, national, and worldwide news. And it's written by Terrence Aim, I guess a staff reporter. And it's funny that it shows up in this particular... Wasn't Terrence Aim the same guy we were talking about last show? Oh, is that the same guy from the helium thing? Yeah. Oh, screw it then. I'm not going to read it. He says that BP is readying a super weapon oh, to, to, blow, uh, to blow the thing, uh, to yeah. blow it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Terrence Aim. He gets around, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't notice the name. I okay. So um, it's in the show notes if you want to read it. But yeah, it doesn't and, sound and good. The Salem news is flaky anyway. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Driller Doug's word for it. He says. So just to finish up his quick little email, I, I here, prefer taking the word of a guy that's on the spot. Right. He says we d- we don't think the cap is going to hold, and that a leak will spring many thousands of feet below the sea floor. That indeed could be a like a volcanic type thing. And he says, uh, DD-3 and DD-2 drill ships have been halted drilling the relief well for now as well. Due to the cap testing, we just had that confirmed. Uh, The DD-3 is within a few hundred feet of intersecting the well. God willing, the well will be killed by July 27th, so he's given us a date here. Also, he says, interesting, if we cannot get a permit to drill in the next couple of months, we're all going to Trinidad. Yeah, I sent him a note telling him that the the rum in Trinidad is outstanding. (laughs) Send us some. It's good stuff down there. Um, but meanwhile, I've, it, it kind of, I mean, it's very conspiratorial, and we really know crap all about it. Uh, but the, the Corexit uh, spraying continues, or not even spraying, they're pumping it into the well to keep a lot of this oil down. I guess it's kind of like an antacid for an oil well. And so they're just pumping that into the water. Uh, but, of course, this water condenses. It goes up into the... Uh, to the atmosphere and it comes down as rain and it's uh it's a combination of oil and the chemicals uh the petroleum chemicals that are in that and this corrects it stuff and now in uh where is this uh i think it was in uh mississippi let's listen to the story Tonight's big story and mystery is unfolding across Mid-South Farms. Something is killing crops, trees, even weeds, and nobody seems to be able to explain why. Thank you for joining us. I'm Richard Ransom. I'm Claudia Barr. The farmers are scratching their heads, and some are worried their crops may be lost to the mysterious plague. It's happening along a large swath of land near the Shelby and Tipton County border, along Herring Hill Road, and elsewhere near the Mississippi River bottoms. Sean Scheibot is just back with more. Richard, Claudia, take a close look. This is what has farmers worried. These tiny dots look as though something burned straight through the leaf, and they're finding this everywhere. Have you seen this uh, video of this, John? No, not at all. Oh, it's very concerning, and uh, just have a listen. It's, uh, it's everywhere now. 
The tiny dots appear different depending on the plant. On corn stalks, the dots seem to turn white in the center. On other plants, a white dust speckles the leaves, then destroys the green life underneath. We found it all in the herbs, in the flowers, in the plum tree, in the weeds. It's apparently on everything. Tony Holt grows organic produce that she sells at area farmers markets. As these farmers inspect the new growth covered in the perplexing plague, they fear their entire crop may be lost. Just down the road, less than 10 miles at Wilder Farms, the damage could possibly hit hundreds of acres of corn. It's sudden and it's so wide, it's so large out here, everybody's seeing it. It appears to have hit everything. Crops, weeds, trees, and there's nothing in common. The Holtz raise organic crops so they don't spray pesticides in any of their fruits and vegetables. The first thought was a parasite or insect, but Wilder Farms sprays pesticides, and the damage is just the same. Farmers here first noticed the damaging dots over the weekend. Then Holt came home to find this. Baby Martin's dead. There's two dead birds hanging out of two different uh, gourd mm. houses, and so we're concerned about that. We don't know that it's related, but it's alarming. You know, we have horses. We're concerned about the horses on the grass. We've got chickens. We sell our eggs at the market. Now, the farmers that we spoke with are convinced that something in the air caused this damage. They're asking the USDA as well as, as, well as other experts to look into this problem, and we are too. Reporting live downtown, Sean Chai about WRG News. Uh, not good. No, that doesn't sound like a very good report. <laughs> no, it's not a happy report, that's for sure. So I, huh. I, I think this correction stuff is uh, is Yeah, no, it's the definitely air. something. That there's, there's too much of a coincidence. Yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. It's just bad. It's really, really bad. I, I, I don't feel good about this at all. No. But hey, Mel Gibson's on Chantix. Hey, so, yeah, yeah. So. At least we did one piece of good work. <laughs> There's also some light news. Okay. Well, I, I could save this to the end, but uh, you know how we talked about how uh, Oberman, you know, they they have a bunch of commer- five minutes of commercials, and then Oberman comes on for a minute to do the show to tease uh, and just teases stuff. a bunch of stuff, and then leaves, yes. you know, after one sixty seconds, and then go another five minutes of commercials, which is the reason, by the way, people should be donating and listener support. I think is the future of this sort of uh, news show. And don't forget your uh, mothership boarding pass. <sighs> Matthews uh, has, instead of doing teasers, he does these crazy little, uh, same thing, one minute, you know, 10 minutes of commercials, one minute of him, 10 minutes of commercials. But he does the kind of weird uh, little tidbits. And this one here I thought was pretty funny, just for people out there who are politically inclined. Oops, sorry. My mistake. Here we go. Hey, why is that? Uh, Here we go. Wow, last night in Anaheim, the National League beat the American League in baseball's all-star game. The score was 3-1. to one. And if you think that has nothing to do with politics, think again. Check this out. Since 1950, every time the National League has won the all-star game, the Republicans have had double-digit gains in the House of Representatives in that year's midterms. And since 1948, every National League win has preceded Republican gains of at least five seats in the Senate. So, based upon that, the Democrats are out to lose double-digit seats in the House and five Senate seats this year, Hardball will invite back. What? What was that? <laughs> I love these coincident indexes. Oh my god. <laughs> it's as good as anything. Yeah, it is. And it fills up the space between the commercials. That's all he's trying to do. Yep. That's that's what media is all about, unless you follow our method. 
Oh, right. man. Generally speaking, it's just a bunch of bull crap with uh, commercials. Hey, Minist- but- Ministry of Truth is out in, in full force now. I mean, did uh, do we have to get back? Uh, did, did Japan do something we asked them to do? or Did, did they get the message or something? You know, after first we had the government and hearings and everything, it was a big scandal and these stuck accelerators on uh, Toyotas and Priuses and Lexuses, and now all of a sudden the uh, nothing. The National Highway Transportation Security Administration says, "Oh no, 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 no! This is just user error. Good to go." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> user what? error. What? How does this work? All of a sudden, it's okay. No, no, no. This is just. You bad drivers, you stupid slaves. You don't know what you're talking about. It was your fault. The science is in on this. I mean, clearly we had to make up for this. Something went on in the background that we're not aware of. I've been looking, trying to figure it out myself. There's just either somebody accepted a, uh, you know, a bunch of our T bills, or there's something, something like that. Yeah. But maybe if somebody out there can dig into the recent Japanese events that relate to the United States and see if there's anything that obviously now we're friends with them. In other words, we're not going to start messing with Toyota or maybe it's just Toyota pretending to be part of the Tesla deal. I mean, I don't think it could be that uh, sinister, but you never know. I don't mm, could be. Now it's too, too light. It's too, it's too Bush league. It has to be something bigger than that. But I know Tesla, at least though Toyota, you know, at least, you, you know, they were bailing from that big facility in Fremont, that big plant. They were abandoning it. And, right, uh, right. Now right, they right. kind of made some sort of a phony baloney deal with Tesla to uh, keep the plant going. Even though, you know, still, I think all the laid off people are still laid off. Mm. I don't know. And then the uh, this. <laughs> so a lot of the global warming science that is in and all scientists agree, John. Uh, it's based on the IPCC report number five, four, the uh, the fourth assessment report, and this, of course, is uh, you know so so you can just see where this is going. You know, we need this cap and trade to uh, triple our electricity expenses to move to uh, solar so panels. It's a form of taxation, let's face it. Yeah. So that we need. I, by the way, we have a lot of new listeners, and I want to give them a little background on our take on global warming. Go for it. Uh, just a kind of a simple look at it. We think that. Uh, that cap that the whole thing is a scam for a cap and trade uh, system that is set up by Al Gore, and what makes this whole thing suspicious is Al Gore is the you know the progenitor of, of promoting global warming, and that the the whole thing is and he just, also owns the carbon tax exchanges. He owns the tax exchanges. The whole thing is a big scam to create more taxation because because basically. I think the two of us agree on this one thing. If anyone was serious about this carbon dioxide thing, there would not be cap and trade. There would just be cap. Yeah, cap it. The whole trade thing is... If you're serious, just cap it. You're apparently not serious. Now we're skeptical. Uh, It's the carbon uh, credits trading, I'm sorry. Right. uh, right. So, uh, and and this is all... All of this global warming is based on this report. And, of course, if you go back and uh, this kind of fell apart because... All the scientists were emailing each other, and there's a huge skepticism now uh, amongst the public in general um, about the validity of the data that the scientists had. So uh, Al Gore has been sidelined. He needs to shut up. And he, by the way, he was out of control. I think that, you know, they're like, Al, you blew it, okay? You got your Emmy, you got your Grammy, you got your Oscar, you got everything you want. Um, So uh, here, here's, uh, here's a hooker. 
All right, now shut up. So he's he's out, he's sidelined, and now they have to start up a fifth report, the fifth assessment report from the IPCC, it's AR5. And of course, this is led by that jabroni Pachauri, who has his own um, investments and yeah, ties to the oil industry. all over the place, and yeah. he looks a little like uh, the, the devil the himself. Devil. He, he does look like Diablo. So he sends a little note out to the scientists. Have you read this note? Nope, read it. Okay, Uh, I'll read the salient points. It's a very short note. It's a one-pager. Delighted to welcome you as a uh, CLA-LA review editor for the fifth assessment report of the IPCC. I would like to congratulate you on this development because, as you are aware, we are receiving an overwhelming number of nominations, which was, in fact, over 50% large. I don't know what that means. Does that nominations mean money or nominations uh, of people coming in? Um... 50% 50% larger than we received for AR4. I think it's money. I think I think it's people coming in, but go no, ahead. No, no, no. Anyway, as a, group of, as a part of the group of scientists who would be responsible for authoring AR5, we would be dedicating your valuable time for a period of four years or so while this extremely important report is being prepared. <clears throat> Made up. In your new role, you would not only be contributing to the assessment of new knowledge, but also providing decision makers and the public at large with extremely valuable information on the basis of the challenge of climate change and how it can be met effectively. The success of the IPCC has resulted in much more focused attention on the work of the panel and much closer scrutiny of every word that we publish. He's now referring, of course, to ClimateGate, which imposes on us a heavy responsibility to see that errors of any kind are completely eliminated from the AR5, from the fifth report. We would therefore have to work diligently and with a level of rigor perhaps not seen in previous reports. He's like, okay, now we really got to tighten the ship, boys. For this purpose, you need to familiarize yourself thoroughly with established IPCC procedures, fully conscious of demands that society has placed on us. I Here it comes. I would also like to emphasize that enhanced media interest in the work of the IPCC would probably subject you to queries about your work and the IPCC. My sincere advice would be that you keep a distance from the media. <laughs> and should any questions be asked about the working group with which you are associated with, please direct all such media questions to the co-chairs of your working group and for any questions regarding the IPCC to the secretariat of the IPCC. Keep your distance from the media. I mean, isn't that like bullcrap? Isn't this science? Isn't it supposed to be open? Are you supposed to be transparent? Keep your Not distance. Not if you're doing this kind of work. Thank you. You mean making stuff up? Well, or whatever. Amazing. Re- interpreting a certain way with a certain uh, predisposed uh, conclusion. So we need to be on these guys everywhere. So you need to be hounding them for information. So they can. Yeah, well, good luck. You're not going to get anywhere. Well, That's ju- the last embarrassment. They're just scientists. So you know. uh, a couple interesting things, uh, a little asides that are just completely there's a classic I, I my jaw dropped when i heard this i was listening to way too much c-span this week good man my jaw dropped and i and my wife says yeah that's bull and she said she had to listen to this too you have to play the healthcare 1099 clip there's apparently the health <clears throat> you didn't know this no i didn't know this oh okay i i think i mentioned it when i read the the bill that's all right it's great to have it in audio well, I didn't know that you, I mean, I think you may have mentioned something, but I had no idea. We'll have to send the 1099 for every fart you make. 
you have to send a ten. Like if you're a small business and you're you know and you do you do a, just any you know you're buying product so you can remanufacture it or do whatever you have to give them a 1099 you you have a use a messenger service you that you not only have to give them a 1099 but you have to get all their details in advance these people have got their own business to run explain the 1099 to our a 1099 is a, is a thing that a small businessman gives a contractor like for example i have a part-time worker let's say and he and once he makes over a thousand dollars is i think the number maybe less but you have to give the government a form with all his di- information under, on it. It's under six hundred, I believe. It's six. Well, yeah. it's dropped. It used to be a thousand. Yeah. You have to give, you have to fill out his ID. He's got to give you the social security number. You have to do all this stuff, and you have to say how much you paid him, and you have to get, send him a copy, and then you have to send a copy to the government. For every, then this has always been a common thing you do with employees, but you don't do it for your people you're buying stuff from. Yeah. Like I mean, the, like, the, like the Mac store. Now, is it, this is the, by the way, will do nothing more than consolidate uh, a lot of purchasing. Because now instead of being like a guy, I say I'm running a store and I want to have, I want to have 50, you know, I want to have all this cool stuff in from all these different people. Well, it's going to be a little ponderous if I have to like give everybody a, find out all those details about their business and give them ten ninety nine just because I'm buying a couple salamis. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, play the clip because it comes out and it turns out nobody. And I obviously didn't pay any attention when you brought it up the first time. Um, one of the things that concerns me is the health care reform bill that we passed, because one of the provisions in that is uh, a new requirement on filing form ten ninety nines. And uh, that probably doesn't seem like a big deal to most people, but uh, now instead of just uh, services, we're going to have to file on goods, and so probably we're going to go from 10, 1099s a year for a business to 200 or 2,000. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, do small businesses understand the paperwork uh, burdens that are coming down the road, even if Congress doesn't increase taxes? No, I don't believe that they do. I think that this 1099 issue is the hidden, you know, sort of the gorilla in the room, because a lot of small businesses, particularly the very smallest, don't keep their records contemporaneously. They should, but they don't. And at the end of the year, they'll add up their payments for various things and provide us with information. But they're not in a position, and they don't pay attention to the fact that before you would have, in, under the proposed, under the whip bill, they would have to keep track contemporaneously. They would, before they paid someone, they would have to get their relevant information. And I don't believe that they do understand that at all. I know that there's a bill before Congress to uh, undo that provision. I don't know where it's going, but I don't believe small business understands that at all, nor do the CPAs do. We've been talking about it at great length, and it's really a question of what is the right thing to do, because many small businesses deal with other small businesses, and they don't want the reporting. The recipients don't want it. There are many clients who will come to their preparer with their 1099s, particularly if they're professionals who sell their services. Yeah. Anyway. So, so if you, also if you buy a um, a Mac at the Apple store, I think you have to send Apple a ten ninety nine. That was, will be business. the case. Yes. Yeah. If you're, uh, yeah. It's 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 ludicrous. Yeah. That was it, it was in the bill. There's a number of really weird things. Uh, another one that was hidden 
Uh, it's almost along the... It's this is to make whatever we do illegal. I mean, this is reminding me of Soviet Russia. I've t- told this anecdote before. I'm going to tell it again. You go in, it's illegal to have... During the Soviet era, when you went to Russia, it was illegal to have Soviet money outside of the country. It was right. illegal to That's take... That's right. You couldn't take, a, yeah, couldn't take rubles out of the you country. You couldn't take a ruble yeah. outside the country. So when you got to the airport, there was almost a line where you were actually officially in the country and you're out of the country on this side of the line and you can't have rubles on this side of the line meanwhile all the all the luggage carts were on this side of the line and they all required a ruble so so you could not get a luggage cart without immediately violating russian law right i remember that i i went there too it was the same thing yeah toilet roll worked i gave him a toilet i gave the, i tipped the guy a toilet roll he was happy. <laughs> that was that would have been a big deal back yeah, then. Yeah, a can a can of tuna fish. Yeah, they loved that. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. So another little ditty that's hidden away in the Twinkle Toes bill, the Dodd Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, i.e. the Federal Reserve Empowerment Act, the provision requires manufacturers to hire independent auditors to certify with the SEC that their products use conflict free materials, i.e. materials that aren't mined in the Congo. Or adjoining countries. So like lithium and stuff we use uh, in, in computer products will have to be conflict-free and you have to prove it. Now, what does that have to do with consumer protection? It doesn't protect any consumers I know of. No. Of course it's not. Got, maybe it protects their guilty conscience, but it's got <laughs> nothing to do with consumer protection. Consumer protection is about getting screwed, ripped off by banks and others, including the government. And, and trying to prevent that sort of thing. And they're doing nothing for that. Um, producer Joe's girlfriend, Nikki, uh, who has been kind of peeved at him because he's singing all of our jingles all day long. And I understand that can get quite annoying. She actually has converted now to a uh, No Agenda supporter. And she found an awesome, just awesome. You know, it, it's always fun to see how the the global elites they always want to rub it in our faces and you know set it up and you remember the uh the matrix where uh, keanu reeves uh what's his name uh, neo in the movie where his passport expires on september 11th 2001 you know these little little like clues and stuff that people like me love so she uh, was uh, routing around on on youtube and she found a little clip from the stand by stephen king and how old is that movie? Old. Old. Okay. So listen to the radio in the background in this scene from The Stand, uh, The Plague, Part 5. And uh, listen very closely. This is in Maine, June 20th. In other news, U.S. government health officials claim there's nothing strange in their decision to quarantine a small East Texas town where a new strain of what's believed to be swine flu has got half the population in bed and the other half down with the sniffles. <laughs> swine flu. <laughs> they don't care, do they? Just like rub it in our face. Yeah, take this, stupid slave. The stand, 1994. It's nice. <laughs> they were ready for it, weren't they? It's just the swine flu. <laughs> That's cute. That's funny. So there was a two to the head uh, that uh, took place in uh, Texas. Oh, damn, that hurt. A Texas mayor of uh, Coppell, Texas, 50 years old, uh, and, and you know that there's something fishy when, oh man, Google is so useless. I, I spent an hour on this story yesterday. 
uh, because, of course, immediately it's deemed a murder-suicide. Apparently, she killed her 19-year-old daughter and then killed herself. And this is, you know, she, she's been mayor of this town. It's right near Dallas-Fort Worth, right near the airport. Um, you know, there's like uh, 35,000 people. It's uh, upper middle class. Uh, you know, no one saw the signs, but everywhere. And, and by the way, the coroner says, oh, it's suicide. The coroner? Or the medical examiner, I'm sorry. The medical examiner says, oh, it's, a def- it's clear. Science is in. It's a suicide. So you know that always perks my ears. So I I go on a Google search. Turns out this town is sitting on a humongous gas bubble. And there's been all these leases and land controversies. And I think she got offed. I think she either didn't want to sign a lease or, or was holding out or something. And I think they just went in and killed her. And I've got four stories in the show notes about this, uh, this natural gas. And, it, it, and it's a mother load. And, uh, and she was, you know, they were trying to lease land next to it and do sideways drilling to get into it. And all the residents knew about it. And, they, you know, everyone's holding out. They want their uh, percentage because it's underneath their land. And, you know, and what is the story we get? Murder-suicide right off the bat, like an hour after it takes place. Sounds fishy. Yeah. And why was she kidding? I mean, obviously, the teen daughter must have been visiting or something. No, she goes to the high school there. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, oh, visit- was she oh, yeah, living right. at home? Yeah. Okay, well, then they had to kill her. Yeah. You can't bring in a hit. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just hit the mom. You got to get them both. You can't hit the right? mom with the daughter there without killing her, too. So you do a murder suicide. There's no reason for this woman. I've been looking at pictures of them that, you know, they, they, everyone knew this woman since uh, kindergarten. There's no, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, perfect. She shoots her daughter. I, it seems unlikely. Yeah, but then you, you dig deep. And a cryptic note. What was the note? Do you have a copy? Because it says it was cryptic, but I don't see a copy of it. No, I couldn't find that. It, it was something about, I guess her husband passed away of cancer two years ago. Or yeah, so, so a... she's going to kill her daughter. Yeah. Gee, my husband died, so let me kill my daughter. That, yeah. that Does that make any logical yeah. sense to anybody? No, but having a huge gas bubble yeah that makes sense yeah and i'm saying okay something going on there and uh, well, this is just another reason that everyone should have their entire house wired with cameras hooked to the internet and and, ha- and have a gun or two <laughs> yeah guns are good mm-hmm. in the home responsible yeah you might you, you want to come and give me to the head C- bring it on bitch bring it on the watchtower is ready um yeah they, they, there's other ways <laughs> yeah i know i'm keeping my eye on mickey too i know believe me <laughs> believe me I, I cook my own why do you think i'm cooking these days i'm cooking my own food i'm not taking any risk I've learned so how here's to a cook. i think oh, there's a pre-roll on this one so uh there's something else really bad that is going on and this is uh, particularly in uh in minnesota and i think we have uh, this woman joy ulmeyer uh, they are, uh, well, here, listen to the report, and uh, we can discuss it right after. Hold on a second. Let me just cue this up. This is, uh, where is this from? The Star Tribune, Minneapolis. People Apple. arrested on the street and thrown in jail, all because of unpaid bills. Why is this happening? Thanks for joining us for the Star Tribune Sunday Preview. I'm Glenn Howitt, and this is Chris Sears. Chris, you wrote the story. Tell us why people are, are being arrested and why the rest of us should be concerned. People are being arrested in part because creditors are becoming more aggressive about collecting old debts. What's happening is this. People are falling behind on their bills. 
and when they ignore a court judgment, then a creditor has the right to actually get a warrant issued for your arrest. Now, what this means is that you could be driving to work, you could be at work, or you could be at your house. And then one day, a sheriff's deputy might show up and say, he or she has a warrant for your arrest. So you get the gist here. And this is rampant. This is like a thousand cases in 2009 alone, and it's, it's jumped 60% since then. So Next if, step, SWAT. Yeah, I mean, so if you're, by, if you're behind, if, if you use credit card payments, a lot of it. And so you... I mean, it, Go cash, ladies and gentlemen. How, how, how can you... How can they do this? How, how do you get thrown in jail? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of they can take away. You know, there's a lot of things they can do. There's a lot of financial hardships that can be placed on you. But throwing you in jail? Yeah, why can't they just? Yeah, they normally. I mean, with the IRS, it's not a crime. It's not a crime. It's it's not nice, and it's not the way uh, the commercial society is supposed to work. But okay, so I can't pay my credit card. Then they go and get a warrant, and then they throw me in the slammer, huh? And it's increasing in Arkansas, Arizona, Washington State, everywhere where there's a horrible uh, economy, Illinois, Southwest Indiana. Some judges jail debtors for missing court-ordered debt payments. And they, people, and, they, and they keep them in jail until you raise a minimum payment. Well, how does that work? I'm in jail. I'm in the slammer, in the big house. How, how can I then raise a minimum payment? This is, this is, re- this is messed up. This is Gitmo Nation Extreme. This is trying to get more people in the prison system. They're just preparing when the drug laws change, and the next thing you know, we've got to find some other way, loading up these jails for the slave labor. Well, I don't like it. I, but duh. <laughs> it's depressing. This is the problem. These kinds of things are going on, and nobody's up in arms about it. And these news reporters are, oh, da, 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 da. and oh, what do you think? Oh, yes, that's terrible. I mean, there's, there, nobody does anything. It's just a bunch of people moaning and groaning. We're becoming a nation of complainers, like Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello, Great White North, Gitmo Nation, <laughs> Great White North. We love you. We really do. Please. <laughs> all right, a couple of, uh, let me do some upbeat stuff before we get out of here. First of all, we missed a very important date. I can't believe we missed it. It was kind of in between shows. July 6, 2010. I can't believe we missed the date, John. Was the world ending? No, that was the date that Marty McFly uh, flew back to the future. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, I actually have my, a little, little picture. The future of, doesn't seem to be what... Uh, where's my hoverboard? That's what I want to know. Yeah, where's the, where's the <laughs> Mr. Fusion? That's what yeah, I'm looking for. Where's my hoverboard? July 6, 2010. That's, it was set in the DeLorean. Yeah. Um, this is really good. Now, uh, you know I'm, I'm saving for a car, so I'm saving all of your donations so I can purchase a car. However, I must say, on eBay, very tempting. It's a little bit out of my price range, but you know, there's no bids on it yet, so I could underbid, I guess, and see what I come up with. The world-famous Hutchinson Anti-Gravity Lab is uh, on eBay. Uh, starting bid, $50,000. Uh, you know John Hutchinson is uh, quite a name in the anti-gravity movement, and uh, he's moving from... There's a movement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's moving from his location uh, in Canada, near Vancouver, and he's selling the anti-gravity portion of his lab. This thing works. There's lots of YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of shit flying around, and there's some uh, National Geographic did, a vi- did some stuff on him. And, sure. Uh, 
Yeah, and it's yeah, no. starting bid fifty grand. I'm just saying. Well, there you go. I, I would, and 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 how if, can you bid against? The, obviously, Lockheed's going to buy this for an additional ten grand. He will come and set it up in your house and show you how to use it. And it's a it's a hot looking lab. It's like a cool stuff, and it's and it and it can you can fly, anti gravity. It's right there. Oh yeah, oh, brother. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it's out there. And show notes uh, will link to the eBay page. And John, luckily, oh man, I'm doing bad on this today. The science, science! science! law enforcement officials. And- Oops, something else is playing in the background. The science is in. UK. The science may be in, but your volume just dropped by about fifty percent. Really? Oh, I'm still here, though. Do you hear yeah, me? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can. I just had to turn up the volume. The science is in, according to uh, Metro <laughs> in the UK. Scientists prove the chicken came first, not the egg. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well, my comment on the chicken coming before the egg is that the chicken, the first chicken that laid an egg, must have been in for a big shock. <laughs> like, holy crap! What the hell? The is hell? That? <laughs> well, well, I don't feel too good. <laughs> anyway, I, I will say that even though it's a setup and we're being prompted uh, to uh, bash the president, I feel really good, certainly about Gitmo Nation. Uh, West uh, in particular, but uh, all over the United States, people are very unhappy. They are starting to uh, say, hey, wait a minute, this is messed up. You're lying. Um, This BP thing is horse crap. Uh, You're all corrupt. I like it. It feels good. It does feel like people are are starting to get antsy. And I think that this nation of complainers does have a chance of turning around and doing something about it. The only thing we got to watch out for, of course, is that, you know, we don't uh, see Hillary Clinton as our savior. Uh, because she uh, apparently will be put forward as the saving grace of the nation. Um, and I think there's something to that, that she might resign her Secretary of State status. Uh, but I feel it. I, it feels good. Everywhere except Gitmo Nation lowlands where they're still celebrating their second place in the World Cup. And they still don't have a government, I might point out. That's amazing. <laughs> so I, I think of the last thing we're wrapping up, right? So let me. there is one clip I'd like to play because it's just one of these things that bugs me to no end is that all these years you think something is true because from just empirical observation, like how South America and Africa kind of look like they fit together like pieces of a puzzle. Yeah. And until 1957, that was considered to be bogus, no way. And then after 1957, they found the tectonic plates, and they said, oh, huh, interesting. (laughs) Well, here's another one that, and it galls me, by the way, that I am taught misinformation, and this report on glasses and vision is, is just a, is just a capper. It's just a cherry on top of the bogus ice cream we we're served by the education and science community. Question for you. Are you wearing glasses or contact lenses to actually watch this newscast? Well, Lindy E. tells us it may no longer have to do with your genes. Actually, your lifestyle could be leading to your short-sightedness. The popular belief, Asians are more myopic or nearsighted than other races. The Chinese children get nearsighted sooner at a younger age. They get worse more quickly and they end up more nearsighted at the, you know, as an adult. One theory, the strong emphasis on academics in the Asian culture. In Singapore, for example, they start school early at age three. 80% of the college age population there are nearsighted. We were reading a lot in, in, in the dark, so. 
in the dark. Yeah. Weren't you told at not night. to do that? 10-year-old Robert Huang and his twin, Sarah, started wearing glasses at a younger age. In the classroom, I had to kind of squint to see the words. But recent studies show Asian children are no longer the only ones who can't see well. The increasing use of video games, computers, texting, any close-up work has resulted in a 20% rise in myopia among all races. And people who cannot see far also find their eyes are getting worse every year. San Bruno optometrist Dr. Thomas Aller says he knows why. If you put glasses on, they focus in the center, they don't focus in the periphery, the eye grows, you become more, more nearsighted, and every year that keeps on going. So we're correcting it wrong. Yes, I think we are. So you're able to wear the contacts all day? Dr. Aller says the solution, bifocal contact lenses. Even for his youngest patients, like Robert, who has seen his eyes worsen dramatically in one year. In a clinical trial at Berkeley School of Optometry, Dr. Aller tested them on children. He found those wearing them had a 90% reduction in their nearsighted eyes getting worse. It just turns out that bifocal contacts have this ring of power that brings the focus in, in the periphery, and it solves that problem somewhat accidentally, and it's worked extremely well. All right, that's enough. Wait a minute. Did, so did I just hear an Asian kid say we're squinting? Yeah, that was, that was cute. <laughs> what the hell? But the, that's the reason. So I was always told, oh, yeah, you got this in college and high school. No, 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 you're not nearsighted because you're reading books all day. You're nearsighted because of your genetics, and now it turns out, and of course, all the people all these years, and you've noticed them out there, the so-called crackpots, who are out there saying, no, if you do these eye exercises, and you do them on a daily basis, you stretch your eyeball this way and that way, and you get the eyeball so it's more round, you'll always have 20-20 vision, and I know a guy who had lousy vision, he's in England, and he talked to me about this years ago, and he's now 20-20, he's fine, he can see beautifully. Oh, give me the address, I'll do some eye exercises. So the eye exercise was well, a simple exercise. You, you essentially move your eyeball to the corners, the four corners, and you you push it as far as they can to get those muscles. So the muscles, what happens with the nearsightedness, of, according to the eye exercise guys, is it starts, you know, the, the certain muscles get overworked on the eyeball, and they start to stretch the, the shape of the eye. And you have to get all these muscles so they're working together. It's just an exercise. So, but anyway, I'm always, that's bull. And, but it always made logical sense. And now, okay, now it happens to be the case. Because I guess the Asian kids have all gotten nearsighted because of all the reading they do. This is the reason I stay away from the monitor, by the way, when I do, do computing. I'm way back and I use a, a, a special keyboard that has a pad on it or something so I don't have to be punched over. <laughs> and it makes a lot of racket. <laughs> well, it does. But anyway, the point is, is that, that this is just another example of the, of the we're just fed misinformation, and, and it, not for any nefarious purpose, but the fact that it continues to be resolved over time, and you keep hearing the, the new facts. Oh, well, the old facts are wrong, the new facts are, are, are right. I mean, this is, it's annoying. That's a, just an annoyance. Sorry. John C. Dvorak, pet peeve of the day. As expected. Well, well, let me let me say one or two things. One, my mom always used to say, so, and we are about a generation apart. She used to say, "Don't read in the dark; it's bad for your eyes." You know, always talking about this, and, and I guess before before or after that is when the genetics came in. But I, I was always told, "Oh, you know, you got to have enough light, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And I, I am a reader, so uh, that would explain that. But I'm going to do the IX. In fact, Mickey, um, I think we need some uh, some naked chicks in the in the hot tub one at each corner 
so I can exercise my eyes. Yeah. You want to come over, John? Do some eye exercises? Yeah, I'll be right there. (laughs) I'm going to work on it, man. I like it. Well, thank you all very much uh, for supporting the show. It's uh, we're a little bit low in these summer months, and uh, and really uh, we need to have it mm, triple or quadruple, certainly on the monthlies, uh, in order to uh, to really for it to sustain us. Dvorak.org slash na. Please. Yes, often. And, yes, and uh, seriously consider that, uh, or go ahead and go watch some more. Uh, some more television and uh, enjoy those commercials and those teases that are meant to fill up the time between commercials. Do you tell me where the value is? We all we, all we ask for is value for value. Noagendashow.com is where you can find uh, all the show notes. And uh, until um, uh, Sunday, coming to you from Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California, where it is hot. I'm Adam Curry. That's warm up here, too, in northern Silicon Valley, but I'm sure it's not as hot as it is down there for numerous reasons. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will speak with you Sunday morning for early service right here on No Agenda.